Good evening, good evening, good evening. Good evening. We'll call the meeting of the Liberty County Board of Commissioners to order. Mr. Brown, has the meeting been properly advertised? Thank you, sir. It's good to see everyone. Good to see those even out uh, Facebook who live stream. In fact, Commissioner, let me tell you what I'm thinking about. Some of them said to tell us to keep our mics on because they want to hear everything that we say. So please keep your microphones on when, when you speak uh, so the audience, so I almost want to say our TV audience can hear. <laughs> our Facebook audience can hear. All right. Uh, I'm not sure if there's anyone here from the Ministerial Alliance today to do our invocation. Doesn't appear to be that way. Then we will default once again to in-house. We ask Mr. Joe Moses to lead us in our prayer and our pledge. Please stand now for invocation and our pledge. Let us pray. Most kind and benevolent Father, we thank you for your bountiful blessings. We thank you for all that you do for us on a daily basis. We now pause, Father, God, ask for your divine guidance and insight and foresight that this body deliberate on business for Liberty County. Pray with you, be with them and strengthen them. And Father, we pause to pray for those who are going through the COVID crisis. We pray that you'll be with them and strengthen them in this hour. This we thank you for in the precious, pointed, and powerful name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. 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 I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, Mr. Mosley. At this time, I, with our agenda commissioners, with your approval, I'm not sure, Joe, we need to do it by vote or not, just by consensus. Uh, we need to, um, item 9A from our attorney, we need to give him a little more time, so we need to have him, we need to move A to follow item F. Uh, does that take official action, Mr. Brown, so we can, you don't think so? Is that all right, commissioners, if we move uh, item A to follow item F? Yes, sir. All right, thank you. Give a, now, uh, Commissioner Frazier, is he online or he's going to be online? He said he was going to call in. Okay, he's going to call in. All right. Good to have other commissioners here today. Thank you for your dedication to service of Liberty County. All right, our minutes for January. Uh, take this off before I get in trouble. We'll require our approval. Uh, Maria sent them out to us. Second. The meetings for January 4th and 20th are here. Uh, the motion is that they be accepted as presented. And there's a second. Any further discussion? There be none. All in favor, worship. Let it be known by raising your right hand, please. Minister approved for January 4th and 22nd. Thank you. Proclamation for Arbor Day. Miss Karen Bell is here. You know, Karen comes and visits us quite often. It's always a party going on, but keep living the beautiful. Yeah. But she makes it good. She brings trinkets. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Um, this is my wonderful grandson, Bryce. He's going to be uh, showing, um, helping me out, helping me out today. Turn this way. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> so we're here to celebrate Arbor Day. Arbor Day is a um, planter's holiday for trees. It's a national and international celebration that observe 
um, that in, uh, observing that encourage tree planting and care. Arbor Day is organized and celebrated by organizations, companies, schools, and entire communities like Liberty County. Mm -hmm. We want to encourage everyone to plant a tree if you have the space. Right now, Arbor Day for um, our area is February the 18th, which is a Friday. Our reservations have gone live today, and I tell you the RSVPs for trees are off the chart, which is great. If there is a location in your d district that you have for red northern oak trees or dogwoods, we do have some extras that we can give out to your um, area. So any commissioner that have an area that has um, the space for some trees, please let us know and we will provide them for you. But the local community can go online on our Facebook page or our website or the newsletter that went out and reserve a tree. We have four locations this year. On the 18th of February, it would be at the Farmers Natural Foods location on 196. And we're gonna be a part of the re-grand opening of Melon Buff on Isles Highway. So I'm very excited about that, for that place to open back up to give our community something else to do. So that's on February the 18th. And then on the 19th at our recycling fair, we will be at the Walterville City Hall where the shred machine or shred truck will be. And then at the Liberty County Community Complex in Midway. And that would be from nine to one. On Friday is nine to 12 at the Farmer's Natural Food location. And then at the Mellon Bluff um, Nature Center is from one to three. And that's all I have on Arbor Day, sir. All right. <clears throat> Mr. Brown, if you will. Yeah. I guess he was drinking, sorry. This is a proclamation for National Arbor Day in Liberty County. Whereas in 1872, the Nebraska Board of Agriculture set a day aside for planting trees. And whereas in commemoration of Arbor Day, the first observer was planted with more than a million trees in Nebraska. And whereas Arbor Day is now observed throughout the nation and the world. Whereas trees can reduce the erosion of our precious topsoil by wind and water, cut heating and cooling costs, moderate the temperatures, clean the air, produce life-giving oxygen, and provide habitat for wildlife. And whereas trees are a renewable resource, giving us paper, wood for our homes, fuel for our fires, and countless other resources. And whereas trees in our country increase property values, enhance the economic viability of business areas, and beautify our communities. And whereas trees, wherever they are planted, are Mr. Brown and Ms. Bell, if you will, let's go ahead and do the next one to paint Liberty Purple and we'll <laughs> have one signing ceremony. All right. As he transitioned to our purple. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on February the. F <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. February the 10th is another birthday, and that's part of Relay for Life. 
American Cancer Society is the sponsor of another birthday. We're trying, they do research so every cancer survivor can have another birthday and another birthday and another birthday. And here in Liberty County, we celebrate that by having another birthday party. So on February the 10th, because of COVID, we will be going Zooming party. So we're having a Zoom party. And we're hoping that you will join us. It will be from 6 to 7. And we're also asking every um, citizen in Liberty County to wear purple or to display purple um, ribbons on your buildings, on your businesses, on your home, or on you. <laughs> uh, just wear purple on that day. And purple symbolize all cancers. Someone asked me that, so I thought I'd uh, mention that today. The reason why the American Cancer Society Relay for Life use purple as their symbol because it represents all cancer. And that's what we're trying to do research for, is for all cancer. So we hope you can be with us again on February the 10th. This Zoom, you can go on our um, Facebook page or our website. You have to register. If you register, you can be in the running for some wonderful prizes. We are um, hoping to have great raffles throughout the um, presentation. And if any commissioner would like to send in their picture with a small little statement of why you believe cancer research is important to you, or a two-minute, two-minute video, um, we would um, definitely show it through our Zoom experience party at Standards Ganda. So we really hope that you will participate. will be newly diagnosed with cancer in the U.S. And whereas, thanks to funds raised through the Relay for Life movement, the American Cancer Society is able to invest in cancer research, provide free information and support for people facing the disease today, and educate people about how to reduce their risk for cancer or detect it early when it's easiest to treat, contributing to a 23% decline in cancer death rates since 1991. Now, therefore, be it resolved that I, Donald L. Lovett, Chairman of Liberty County, Georgia, to hereby proclaim February 10th, 2022, as Paint Liberty Purple for Relay for Life. On this day, citizens of Liberty County are asked to wear purple and display purple ribbons as we honor, remember, and celebrate cancer survivors. Thank you. And this year's relay will be on May 13th. It's a Friday. We are hoping for it in person, but um, if not, it'll be virtually and a drive-through, but we will have it. Okay, all right. If you and your helper will come, <laughs> we'll transition from trees to purple. Commissioners, will you fill in, please?
Hey, I'm a tree lover, man. I'll do it. Kind of partial to the live oak, so. Just slip that purple thing over his head. <laughs> oh, he's, he's done both of them? No, that's for, we're going to do two pictures, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Stop, put it down. Put it down. Yes. I thought you were through. Now the purple. And in your bags, you have um, information about. <clears throat> we, don't, we don't need this for that. We have information about Arbor Day, and you have a, a changeable cup for Relay for Life. Now, for the purple. Not all of me. All right. Chicken feet. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Commissioner, just thank you, Mr. Dr. Bell, for what you do and, and your helper. Keep grooming. Keep grooming. Uh, brought my attention that the board appointments did not make this agenda. We, the committee, are you all prepared to do that too? Yes. All right. So then let's make that, uh, if we will, do, 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 do. Item G. Um, so let's go ahead and do that officially. A motion to make the uh, board appointments item G. So move, Mr. Chairman. And then Mr. Brown, item H will be your report. So move to make the Second. board appointments. Second. All in favor? Raise your right hand, please. All right, thank you. All right, there's some guests that we have in the building that I didn't forget. So we let Mr. Brown introduce those persons. Some have been with us and are being promoted, and some have uh, <laughs> not going to steal. <laughs> Both of these guys are, are, are getting severely wet. Yeah. So thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, it, it's my honor and pleasure to bring before you uh, a couple of new department heads uh, that we've got. Uh, First, uh, Mr. David O'Hagan, who came in, he's the building uh, superintendent now. He took Mr. Johnson's place. He was previously working as Mr. Johnson's assistant. Uh, we actually stole him, uh, don't tell Ricky, but Ricky knows. We stole him from the recreation department down there uh, sometime <laughs> back, and he's doing yeah. an excellent job uh, for us. And so uh, we're glad to have uh, David in the new role. Uh, he is very, very good already at what he does. Since we stole him from the recreation department, as you know, we had somebody retire. So we needed to fill some pretty big shoes, which I, I think yeah, he's got size. I haven't shoes. asked what size he wears, <laughs> uh, but you know this guy, is, uh, Mr. Raymond Gross. So we're honored to have Mr. Mr. Gross come on as the new recreation director for Liberty County. Uh, he has jumped in. Uh, <laughs> we started out uh, with both of these guys, especially on the recreation side. We started out making lists of stuff to indoctrinate these guys on, and we got to a page and a half. I, I told Joe, I said, we, we better we better hold off and ran through that <laughs> Run them quickly off. with Mr. Gross uh, last week one day. And he, I said, you're ready for the test now? And he said, I'll come back. So, uh, <laughs> he's had a lot of challenges. But mm -hmm. I'll give these guys a chance, Mr. Chairman, just to say hello if you want to. But we're honored to have them on staff. Please, gentlemen, say hello to us. Hello, Commissioner. I want to thank you all for the opportunity that y'all have provided me. 
It, it offers me an opportunity to give back to the community to help me and shape me into who I am today. And I look forward to doing big things for the, the people of, of Liberty County and, and through the Recreation Department. So I appreciate this opportunity and I'm gonna make you proud. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Thank Thank you. sir. Mr. Hagan. Hey, I'm David. Nice to meet everybody. Um, yeah, I'm just a few words. So. <laughs> <laughs> good to have you aboard. Right. Good to hear good things about both of you early on. Yes. If you can be of assistance, you please let us know. Thank you, Jim, for coming. You're welcome to stay or you can be excused. All righty. Finance report. Okay, mm -hmm. <laughs> everybody should have your December report. Um, things are looking good. At the end of December, we had collected about 27% of our total budget budgeted revenues, and we had um, exhausted about 47% of our budgeted expenditures. So we're right on target with spending. And of course, um, January, you'll see a larger influx, January and February, of revenues, because that's when all, most of the taxes will come to us. At the end of December, you had approximately 2.9 months worth of operational expenditures in your undesignated, unreserved fund balance. One year ago this time, you were at 2.8 months, so right on track, looking good. A uh, couple departments running slightly ahead of schedule. We've talked about a couple of them in the past, but I'll just hit those again as I go through the list. Um, finance is running a little ahead of schedule. We had to pay for our annual audit that did get issued in December, so that kind of skewed our budget for the month. Um, we will come back in line. Risk management took a large hit. We did send in a lump sum payment for our uh, defined benefit plan, our retirement plan. So that's gonna, that budget was already skewed for the um, umbrella insurance, the liability insurance that we have to pay for up front in the year. But now it's really skewed because of that payment made in December. That will continue to run um, in the deficit for the remainder of the year. I don't expect it to exceed its budget, but because of those lump sum payments, it will remain in the red for the remainder of the year. Um, your general admin dues, as I said, we paid that up front. So uh, there won't be anything else charged to that. Uh, Superior Court, as I mentioned before in past meetings, we've paid for the law clerk up front, so that's gonna run slightly ahead of schedule. And the clerk's office, um, they had to purchase some, um, Let's see, postage and printing and binding for their court case files, a significant amount. So that kind of threw their budget uh, in the deficit. And I, I do, do expect that to come back in line next month. Uh, Bureau of Standards, they had purchased, made significant purchases in the month of December for body cams, the Bluetooth integrations, uh, the annual software maintenance, um, so those items right there were significant purchases to that department. Um, that's also the department that is capturing the cost of the new building that they're in. Um, so we're gonna continue to monitor that department. They haven't exhausted their budget, but they are starting to run slightly ahead of schedule. Not much, um, they're at 50.6%, so okay. just, just a little bit. Uh, and the debt service, that's actually where we're capturing all of the charges for the new enterprise lease agreement. And so that, we did not originally budget that. 
um, and the way that it's coming in. So that might run in a deficit for the year, but we'll continue to monitor that as well. When you go to uh, solid waste, so it's um, a modest net loss at the moment until we get those solid waste assessments that trickle in in January and February, you'll probably see that uh, net loss. Not much, a uh, little over 200000 <clears throat> But in total, they've only spent about 45% of their budget, so they're still within their spending parameters. Your, um, all the departments within solid waste are within their budget as well. All of your special revenue funds running right on schedule or below budget. Sales tax is continuing to do phenomenal. Um, at the end of December, we're actually $3.4 million wow. ahead of schedule. Mm. We're collecting the $54 million. So um, that's great. <laughs> that's, 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 just, that's just great. Um, I do have all of the second page of your SPLOS report. I did list out all of those obligations that we kind of um, threw out last, last meeting. And so if you will, just make sure that I have everything that you obligated for yourself and your road monies. Um, and if you have any questions or concerns, please let me know so I can amend this. <clears throat> T-SPLOSS is doing the same, um, truly running ahead of schedule as well. And at the end of December, we're actually about $37,000 ahead of schedule, and, and we, didn't, we did not expect to, to be at this point mm -hmm. at this time. So we're doing very well. That's all I have, unless somebody has something specific. Got a question for Mr. Brown. <clears throat> On the enterprise lease, could you get a list of how many departments are receiving vehicles? Yes, we'd be glad to. We'd we, um, be glad to give you a master list of who's really who's scheduled to get them. Really, the only departments that have gotten them have been about three apartments because they're just slow to come in. You know, can't get them off. But be glad to give you the master lease. Uh, in fact, got a meeting this week to look at the master lease schedule for next year, which will include a lot from this year, too. But be happy to, yes, sir. Okay. Another note there is that, you know, Kim and I will get together. There's money budgeted in Splash 6 for mm -hmm. patrol vehicles. Right. Yep. And so we'll probably do some kind of transfer from Splash 6 over to the Enterprise Trust in order to help that out. That is how some of that was going to be covered. Mm -hmm. So actually, <clears throat> what are we looking at, about 75% replacement from Enterprise? Oh, you look at a hundred percent replacement over a course of about three years. Okay. Yes, yeah, three years. Hopefully, if the vehicles, if we can get. Well, the that's the problem. They're just—they're not able to get them in. They've ordered them, and there's just a backlog. It's. Yeah. In fact, I get too much off on this, but like vans and some cars, Ford. There's nobody that's got the order banks open right now. You can't even place an order for a Ford product, whether it's a truck or a car or a van right now. If they just close the portal, uh, so we're searching. Enterprise is helping. It's good to have them so they're such a large buyer yeah. that they get preference over, you know, with the buying power. So, mm -hmm. but, yes, sir. Okay. Be glad to give you that. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> I don't think anybody did. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. I want to make a, one mention. I've been, I hope you guys watch the news like I do. Let me just say, a neighboring county is really struggling with their teeth blossom. I say, thank God for Liberty County. When we sat down with the municipalities, it was fairly smooth. Very smooth. I thought it was too. Very smooth. <laughs> so I said, "Thank God for Liberty County. We we know how to do it right." 
Yeah, that's right. And it's paying off. And it is. Off. It really is. And we look forward to using it wisely. Yeah. Any questions for Mr. Miller? I can pay off, pay off enough just to get Bill Carter Road later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Ms. McLaughlin. Thank you. Rezoning petition. Okay. <clears throat> Mr. Rickinson. Good evening, Chairman Lovett, members of the commission. Good evening, sir. First item that I have tonight is an old item that you all tabled at your uh, January meeting and I asked you to bring it back tonight. Uh, you'll recall this is a request from Mr. Um, Joseph Bradham. Excuse me, Ms. Rickinson. A two-third of an acre. If you will, sir. Okay. Mr. Brown, since this is a review of this, we need to go into public session again. <laughs> Mr. Chairman, I don't, I don't know there's a legal requirement, but I, it'd probably be good, too. I don't think it would hurt. All right. So it's, it's certainly up to right. the board. Chair, obtain a motion, then, that we go into the public hearing. I'll move. Second. Second. All in favor. Okay. All right. I'm sorry, Mr. Rickson. Okay. Uh, this is a two-thirds of an acre piece of property that's located in a rural residential section of Bill Carter Road. Uh, Mr. Bradham wants to rezone this property from AR1 to... B2, so that he can operate a storage yard associated with his mobile mechanic business. Uh, as, uh, as you can see, we uh, we got the we dispensed to the public hearing, the required public hearing at the last meeting, but it was it was held at your last meeting, so that's been taken care of. Uh, just to kind of refresh your memory a little bit, this is uh, how Mr. Bradham has uh, been using the property, just uh, using it to park the vehicles associated with his mobile mechanic business. There, you can see kind of the the general. Uh, look at it from the surrounding area. Uh, his narrative, he, he wants to <coughs> store a couple of box trucks and uh, some trailers and some equipment, some heavy equipment that are used with his mobile mechanic business, and you all heard all about that the last time. Part of his justification for wanting to do it in this spot is he's got family living on both sides of the property, and he'd like for them to keep an eye out on his expensive tools. And this is just uh, to refresh your memory, this is where it's located, uh, Bill Carter Road, uh, Oglethorpe Highway here, Bill Carter, uh, Bill Carter, the store, Carter store here, and then Bill Carter Road go down about uh, half a mile, and it's down on the right-hand side of the road. And that's just a little bit uh, bigger view of it. Uh, you can see the nearest commercial is over uh, at the intersection of Bill Carter Road and 84. Everything in the immediate vicinity is AR1, which is rural residential. I'm not going to go through the zoning analysis unless you want me to go through it. No, sir. But the Planning Commission uh, uh, voted on this matter in December at their, at their regular meeting, and they recommend disapproval. So uh, I would be glad to answer any questions that you have about this tonight. I'm not sure how questions will be of you <clears throat> when at the uh, last meeting, because um, uh, we heard this thoroughly, and we discussed it thoroughly. And the... Um, by majority vote, this commission uh, asked the parties to um, perhaps sit down and have some conversation and review uh, this proposal and, and come back to this commission with the um, results of that discussion. I'm not sure that has happened, um, but I will. Uh, Ms. Mosley, I see you here. Good to have you back again. Uh, and the other parties here. Okay, there they are. Yeah, everybody's back. Everybody's back. And it, it, with the addition of some other people now. <clears throat> All right. So I guess from this commission, to, so we don't totally, we don't need to rehash everything we already heard. All right. Um, but I guess, Ms. Bolton, if you don't mind coming to the uh, podium for me, if you don't mind. Now, uh, uh, general, those in the audience, what we don't do, we don't allow uh, a, an array of people to all come say the same thing. All right. 
So, Ms. Mosley, if there's someone else that you want to come and stand with you, I, I, I'm open to that. And then we'll also allow the uh, Bradhams to have that same opportunity. Is someone here you want to come and stand with you, or you're going to uh, be the representative at this point? Would anybody in the audience want to come and stand? That's across the street. <clears throat> He's across the street. He wasn't here the last time. Here's the ground with Ms. Moses, the spokesman. Oh, I'm still the spokesman. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. But you can yield it to. Yeah, or you can yield. Yeah, you can, can yield it to someone some else. But what has been the change since our since our last conversation, since our last meeting, Ms. Moses? Has there been anything? Had do you all have the opportunity to have any kind of discussion? No, we haven't had any okay. conversation. Okay. We still feel the same, and I yield to. Mark Mosley. Okay. <laughs> How are y'all doing? Mm -hmm. Thank you, sir. Well, uh, we, I'm pretty sure from the last meeting you, you heard what my mother stated as mm -hmm. far as even the recommendation, I was there for that. I wasn't able to make the last one. I apologize. But just the concerns and feelings of the people in the community, that's the main concern. You know, it's just, um, and I've talked to her about it and others about it, and it's not it's not anything malicious intent of anyone not wanting anybody to have anything. It's, it's nothing like that. It's, it's just the feeling of the community of what it looks like and how they feel about that situation. And um, I know we leave it into the commissioner's hands, and I know you guys will, you know, make the decision uh, based on that. But you do have uh, a community of folks that are very, very concerned about that. Concerned to the point, be very clear from concerned to the point of being yay or nay. Yeah, yeah, uh, being, uh, they're, they're, they're very against it. They're, they are against having that in their community. All right, okay. Thank you all. Yes, yes. Now we allow the Bradhams, if you all want to, you don't have to, but if you want to come in. This is your request. Mr. Chairman, I, I wanted to ask a question. Yeah, Jim, sorry. Um, you always make a comment about adjacent landowners. So y'all, uh, y'all live a, adjacent to this piece of property. Everybody there lives across the road from it, and or down the. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Good point, Commissioner. All right. All right. I'm there, Joseph Bradham, third. Uh, I just heard what they said, but uh, the older man, they do not stay across the street. I see him come there, leave, but everybody that's here does not live on this road. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just trying to, I'm just bobbled about what's the problem. You don't come out your house and see this. I had a petition paper that I went up up and down the road. I had some young lady do it for me. Mm -hmm. Everybody had no problem with it. I just don't understand what's the problem. I'm I don't I'm just lost for words right now. Um, yes, it's not. No, Mr. Fleming doesn't live across the street. That's his mother's residence. Yes, we do know that. That's if he's the oldest. That's his property. His mother is in Atlanta with his granddaughter. With his daughter, we're just—that's all we're trying to figure out—is what's the problem, what's the big issue? Because there's no work. We're just trying to have a place to park our mobile vehicles 
and then it's a nine to five job. There's no working going on out there. If he is out there, he's cleaning the yard and it's just two box trucks, a truck that we're transforming to another Bradham's commercial truck and a trailer that holds the equipment for the work. And what I'm not getting answers for is what is it hurting? What is the community, what is it hurting that's what's being seen out there? And then what I'm hearing. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. Oh, 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 but and I think you need to talk to yeah. the chairman. The, the, need to talk the to point you. of the last meeting was for you all to leave yeah. here and have that conversation, not have it here tonight. We're not trying to have it here tonight. Nobody yeah. made communications to try to get in contact with us. Neither did, did you make, did you try to reach I out? I called my cousin. I talked to Ms. Mars at the last minute. I said, do you want to set up a meeting? Can you get in contact with her? Because I don't have her information. And I text you. You text me? I did not receive it. I do have it. Well, I'm glad that you do, but I, I did not receive it. And I, excuse me, ma'am, talk to the chairman. All, all I can say is. And I talk back we, to the chairman. It's like nobody don't want to talk to us. In our fellows, we gave you 30 days. Yeah, like we nobody. gave you 30 whole days to try to, so we, can, we can't do that now on this floor. On this floor. All right. Mr. Chairman, um, question Mr. Bradham, how are you, sir? Uh, you mentioned that you had a petition that folks were signed. Do you have? Yeah, I got a copy. You gave a copy of the I had a copy. Of it. And Mr. Brown, I know you're not a lawyer, but. <laughs> what do you consider to be a valid petition? Uh, I, what the board has generally looked at in the past would be actual owners of property that are adjacent to that facility, not necessarily live there, but owners of property for a petition, not people that come there, not people that don't live in close proximity to whatever the issue is going on. Okay. <clears throat> I don't have that petition, Mr. Chairman, with me, but I apologize. Let me double check. I don't think I do. But <clears throat> there was some names that was on there that stays maybe a half a mile down the road from it. They're not property owners anyway. They're just John Doe names, if I must say so. People in the community. Because I, <coughs> I did verify, and in one house, I think there were about <clears throat> three or four names that came out of one house. So that's why I'm asking the question, what is a valid? Is it for a property owner or anybody that stays in a house in that area? I, I just need, you know, I'm not clear on that. Commissioner Thrift. Mr. Chairman, we may have discussed this at the last meeting, but I was, uh, Mr. Rickardson, how, how many letters did you send out of adjacent property owners? That, that, that within that, Footage was it 200 foot? Two feet? Everybody within a 200 foot radius of the boundary of this property got one. And how many were that? Do you know all these folks? I can't say exactly. You don't remember? Less than 10. Less than 10. And I assume that Miss Mosley got one. Did this gentleman? I was just wondering how many were here that actually got a letter. Okay. <clears throat> He's across. And he is the okay. 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 Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. okay. It's not as far as I think it is. Yeah. yeah. How about in in regards to what Miss Thrift has said here? How many did you get back in opposition in your letters? We didn't get any. I'm sorry. I'm speaking to the mic so folks at home can hear. Yes. Uh, we didn't get any any petitions back. Uh, we did have uh, 
the same people who are here tonight came to the Planning Commission meet, meeting and spoke against it, and that's why the part of the reason why the Planning Commission made a recommendation that it made. Pull the mic to you, Mr. When I received the petition, I called the planning office. The number that was on the petition, that person had just left the department, and they told me the number that I called on the top of the letter. They were the ones who told me that the person at the bottom of the letter had left the department. So yes, I did contact the office. I told them at the time when I contacted them that I wanted to speak at the meeting because that's what the petition said. Mm -hmm. the if you want to speak at the meeting, you must give notice. And I was told just to come to the planning meeting. And I did that when I got there. Of course, you signed in. So yes, I did contact the planning office. Mm -hmm. so you made contact and you went personally. Yes. All right, thank you. Answer your question, sir. Yeah, yes, and I was just, Mr. Um, Brad, um, yeah. in the pictures, there are some semi trucks there. Are they still there? Did you get those moved? Or, no, they're, they're not. They're, they're not, not going to. No, they're on not the, there. On the property. No. Okay. Mm. Mr. <coughs> Mr. Chair. <coughs> Mr. Chair. Yes, sir. Got a question for Mr. Brad. Mm -hmm. Your mobile operation. Mm -hmm. Uh, are you, how does the license come to you? Is it from Liberty County or from the state? Liberty. Huh? Liberty. Okay, because I checked with Mr. Pusekman's office and they said you do not have one. Yeah. I, I mean, I was just asking, you know, but they said you do not have one, but I did realize that you had a landscaping business. Lawn service. Yeah. Lawn service yeah. business. Yeah. And a lawn service business and a Automotive business is too different. Yeah, I got a license for both of them. Well, both of them LLC. Well, Liberty County, Paul Zeckman office say that you did not yeah. have one. I was right just, here in Highsville. I go right Right, here. right. Yeah, I go right there to the water company to get my license. That's no. City of Hinesville. No, that's City of Hinesville. Oh, City. Okay. You, you, you actually need, Mr. Brown, am I correct? You need one for Liberty yes. County. Yes, you need one for Liberty too. Okay, let's see. This something new to me. Yeah, I'd say it's, it's a learning went experience. To Hinesville, you know. Yeah, because mm -hmm. you were where you was at. Yeah, I live, but still live in Hinesville. Right. So yeah. My house is a home base. That's why I got licensed with Hinesville. Where I live yeah. at now is my mm -hmm. home base mm -hmm. business. But they and couldn't even pull up one well automotive service from there, but they pull up the landscaping yeah. business. But I got I got both of them in Ray and Hinesville. All right, could be on there. You know, on behalf that they made a mistake pulling it up. But, um, all right. Chairman, I'm ready to make a motion. All right. Chairman, I make a motion that we follow the recommendation of LCPC. Um, disapproval. There's a motion that we um, follow the recommendation of the LCPC for disapproval of this request. Is there a second to that motion? Second. 
There's a motion and a second. Any further discussion, even though I thought we have discussed it, but any further discussion? Just one question, Mr. Chairman. Uh, thank Mr. Bradham. You have a business license in the city of Hinesville because your business is a home-based business. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the property on Bill Carter Road is where you want to store your um, equipment. Yeah. Your, your equipment. Yeah. Okay. And um, I guess Ms. Brown, does he, for storage um, of equipment, parking of vehicles, parking of trucks, there's not a business license requirement for that, is it? Not if he's just going to park the stuff there, no, sir. Okay. Thank you. Okay. All right. Any other discussion? All in favor of the motion, let it be known by raising your right hand, please. Those opposed? All right. Give me the count, please, sir. It's 3-3. Three, 3-3. Three. Three, three. Uh, we don't have... Um, so so there'd be no action on it. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Uh, let me help this, this, this couple out and the people in the audience. <clears throat> three, three times, and I thought we had Commissioner Frazier on the line, but he's not on the line. Not sure in which way he was going to vote, but on the line. All right. So it's three, three times, so that means there's no action. Uh, but no action means no action. Correct. All right. So um, we have to bring it back. What, in six well, months? I, actually, there's a waiting period. Six months. Is it? Yes, sir. To, to come back, and in, in the meantime, there's no action. There's no action that should occur on the property. Yes, and that means yeah, that means you guys aren't allowed to use it for that until such time as we can bring it back. So I got to move everything. Right? Well, I don't know if he has to move. He has to move. Okay, he would. Yes, sir. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just brainstorming. Can if he did a home-based business for that property. He wouldn't be able to store his equipment on it. Okay. That's 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 why he can't store it. That's that's the problem also. Probably why that he has in the now. city. Yeah, sir. Well, yeah, it, it, would be, it would be the same in the county. Yeah, yeah. Right. I certainly could imagine you storing that in Hinesville. No, no that's why I move gotcha. it. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. gotcha. Gotcha. But um, and and, and just so. Uh, go ahead, sir. Hold on. So the same concerns that would apply to the Hinesville apply also to the county. And you seem like a uh, sincere person. That's what they're saying is if, if, if you can't do that in Hinesville, why would you want to transfer that then to, I just want to, to, the, to the neighborhood? Yeah, you're just yeah. trying to find a place. I'm just yeah. trying to find a place. You're trying to find a place. I understand. I understand. I understand That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, but you're in a traditional neighborhood that's been there for, you know the story. Your wife knows the story for a long, long time. So that's why these, these people are here. So right now, though, and I'm going to let you come in, six months that give you some time to think about it, perhaps pursue some other avenues, you know. Um, but it can certainly come back, and, and it may change by that time. The vote may change by that time. Okay. All right. I, I got a question for yeah. Jeff before, before you leave. Stay right where you're at. Right. If it was to be called a home-based business, you'd have to have some kind of structure there hmm. or what, um, Jeff? Yes, sir. Just, just like uh, yeah. with uh, Mr. Bradham's house in Hinesville, he is only allowed to operate that as a home business because it's his house. Mm -hmm. And he can operate inside that house as long as it's just an office and there's no exterior evidence of a business. That's, that's why, I think that's why you had to move your equipment from yeah, Hinesville because... I, got a, I went to the lawyer to get that. Mm -hmm. For your, for your, yeah, for your office. Yeah. 
But but Hinesville wouldn't let you park your vehicles in the yard, right. and and you couldn't do that in the county either. As a home business, mm -hmm. yeah, everything has to be done inside the house. So same same rules would apply. Is what you're saying? Now you you just said one time you guys were planning to build a house there. I mean I'm, I yeah. can't tell you what to do, man. That's you. You know, like the story I told you when uh, basically I went, we planned on putting a house there, but when I came down to the city to get an address, <laughs> they told me that you got to be building a house there. Oh, I got you see, I got I said I got my equipment on the land. Mm -hmm. They told me that either I had to change it to mm -hmm. commercial or residential. Yeah. So me with my equipment, I just went by the advice they gave me. Mm -hmm. So I went and applied for a return to commercial. To get to rezone. Yeah. Yeah. This is the reason why the sign is out there. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. I think I think and Jeff helped me out with this. I think even if it's rezoned and no matter what, if he's going to operate a business there, whether it's commercial or whatever, he's going to have a he's going to have to have a structure mm -hmm. in order to get an address. Mm -hmm. It's going to have mm -hmm. to be a building of some type, mm -hmm. other than just equipment. No matter no matter what, you know what okay. I'm saying. It, it, no matter what the zoning is on it. Okay. All right. You clear, sir. All right. Anything else? This this gentleman, this office will help you. All right. Uh, Miss Mosley and. Residents from the area, is everybody clear where we are? All right, thank you very much. Yes, sir. If uh, you get it said, I got a place to put my equipment. I talked to somebody, but if you get a place, can I make it? Is it rather residential so I could build a house there? Yes, sir. Right, yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. You sure you can? All right. Thank you. Thank you all. So you ready for me to go into new business? Uh, let's come out of a uh, public hearing, if we will, please. Well, we move, Chairman. I'm sorry to interrupt. You could go ahead and just stay there if you want to. You stay there? Yes, All right, sir. let's roll. I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it was. I'm sorry to interrupt. All right. Okay, Mr. Chairman, members of the commission, the next uh, request is a request by Mr. Uh, Josh Wheeler uh, to rezone 142 acres of land. From AR1 to a, uh, and, and A1, it's a combination of, of AR1 and A1 to R1 single family. He wants to build a single family subdivision with approximately 150 lots on Leroy Kofer. Uh, he, he proposes to use county water, but he's, uh, there's no sewer in the area, so each lot would have to have a septic tank. So this, there would be each lot would have to have at least a half acre, and that's all contingent upon the health department approving the septic tank for the area. This is uh, located, as I said, on uh, Leroy Cooper Highway. Uh, parcel number is 120-037. We've advertised this property, uh, and you can see the picture of the sign there as well. Uh, this is a map showing where the property is. Just to kind of give you a little bit of reference, uh, Leroy Cooper, Willie Dixon Road. Uh, this is the Salter property here. This is the property where they used to park cars when we had deployments. So this is a... 140-acre piece of timberland here that's being that's, that's recently been cleared, mm -hmm. and this is the zoning map. As I said, this is zoned a combination of AR1 up on the frontage and then A1 back in the rear. Uh, that's uh, just showing a the flood the flood area. There is some flood uh, some floodplain back on the back area of the property, the uh, the A area there. This yellow area here is uh, the area that's all uplands, it's out of the floodplain. So this would be where the subdivision would be built. And this is just a conceptual plan, a layout of the subdivision. Uh, 
engineering will uh, give you more detail on this, and also the health department will have a, have a say in this as far as the septic systems that they would approve. And uh, just, to, just to kind of show you the, uh, the highway, the median there on Leroy Cofer, there's not one directly in front of the property here, but you can see there's a break here at Willie, Willie Dixon Road. So uh, one, of the, one of the entrances was here, and then there's another entrance over here on this side. There's a break here. So basically when you're coming back from Savannah, you have to come here and make a, a U-turn and come into the property here. And when you're going, when you're here and you're going back to Hinesville, you got to go this way and get in the median and go back that way. I just wanted to highlight that that's kind of how this would operate because of the median. <coughs> Zoning analysis, the property does have reasonable economic value as it's currently zoned. It does conform with the JLUS plan. Uh, it's located in a mixed-use rural corridor, which, uh, of which single-family residential use is one of the uh, prescribed uses. So it, it is, it is uh, consistent with the comprehensive plan. Uh, we have not uh, observed any, uh, any adverse effects on nearby properties. The, uh, the, suitable, the, the proposed use is suitable in terms of the nearby uses. Uh, will the zoning create an undue burden on uh, traffic in the area? No, Leroy Cofer is a rural minor arterial with four lanes. Uh, this will not allow a short-term use, uh, short-term gain at the expense of our long-term goals. Uh, it could possibly create a domino effect because if this one is successful, there might be other uh, uh, subdivisions that would come in the area. Uh, are there any historical sites? We haven't noted any. Uh, as I've already pointed out, this is partially in a flood zone A, and they will have to stay away from that. Uh, it's not spot zoning, and we haven't noted any other unique conditions. Planning Commission heard this at their, uh, at their meeting um, in January, and they recommend approval with standard conditions. So this has been advertised as a public hearing. Uh, I'd be glad to answer any questions for you as well. Uh, District, did you have any opposition? One. We, yes, sir. We did. We did have one one lady who came to the to the planning commission and expressed some concerns. Of, uh, in fact, I can go back and show you exactly where she is. She lives in this house right there at the corner of this, directly across from Willie Dixon Road, and she expressed some concerns about the project. Well, that's the only person who spoke at the at the planning. There she commission. is right here. What's that? Oh, now I know who that is. <laughs> yeah. Hold on a minute. Excuse me. Is the uh, total area of that property in District 4? That I don't know. District I'm, 1. I'm not sure. I yeah. thought it was. One. Yeah. Sure, okay. I have a question. Commissioner Stephen thinks he has it. You think you have it? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> My question. Jeff, now you said uh, the entrance... So that property is is where? They're they're proposing an entrance here and an entrance here. I can I can show you their their conception. So there you go. Okay. Well, that's that's Willie Dixon there, and mm -hmm. they're proposing two entrances on to Leroy Cooper. And you said that uh, let's say the 156, mm -hmm. and if uh, exiting that subdivision. And if you want to come west to Hinesville, you have to go down and turn around and come back. To go out mm -hmm. this way, hit the median, and come back, make a U-turn. That's it, that median. That is that a raised median or just an open ditch? Like I think it's an, a ditch in that spot. A ditch in there. Mm -hmm. So they will go down and then wrap around the median and then come back. Come back up. Is, um, 
is there how how far is the um I know it's not on the map. How far down going east is is a curve? Is is there a curve? Is that past the cemetery? No. Uh -uh. Uh, actually before you get to the cemetery, I think you would have already hit two more turnaround points. Two more turnarounds. Yeah, you would have you already hit two turnaround well, points. Yeah. Oh, no, on, There's one right there. One yeah. right there. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. And and that is a curve there. That's, yeah, that's the that, curve. I, I mean, to the to the to the west. I mean, f further down. Going east. I mean, to the east. You're going yeah, east. Go, going east. There's oh, a, that curve right, that's that curve curve right there. there is only by Arcadia. By Arcadia, okay. Yeah. Bridge. Yeah. Uh -huh. so it's on this side of Arcadia. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I guess um, I was just concerned if um, not that everybody that lives in there is gonna. <laughs> have to come to Hinesville at the same time, mm -hmm. but if they if they had to go that way to turn around and then you got a curve right there with 18 wheelers barreling down the road and at that point from 84 there they're right at about 60, mm -hmm. and then you could have a is there a, a turning lane you know that they would get in to make that that wrap around. There, there is if you go back to that slide with a star on it, mm -hmm. they all have the turning lane thing. I think it's shown on the one with the star, <clears throat> that one, or whatever you call it. There is a, uh, Commissioner Gillett. There it is mm -hmm. right there. There is a turning lane at each of those turnaround points. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I, I was just saying a, a turning lane with a majority of traffic, if it's coming to Hinesville, yeah. how, how, how deep is that lane and uh, about how many cars would, could be able to line up? To line up in there if they had to. About three or four, probably. Three or four? Three or four. About 400 feet. About four. Okay. How do you get that taken out? Is that your project work, or Trent? Yours? How do you get that taken out and filled in that median? DOT. No, I'm talking about to just put the pipe in it and and. Uh, mm -mm. Really? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So you got um, coming from coming from Isaac Stevens Road, you'll have a diesel lane for the people to go in the subdivision. All right, and then leaving out, you'd have to have a, a lane in the right hand side for them to excel out of the subdivision, going toward Arcadia, and then coming back. Right there. Coming back, you'd have to have that. To where they can, five or six cars could pile up on the left to come in there if they're going to the right. Of course, a lot of them will come out and go to Savannah, and there'll be some of them that'll come out and go into Hinesville, and that's what I was wondering if. Um, it is, believe it or not, that's that's really. I mean, that's how GDOT wants it. Um, even though it's more more movements coming in and going out, it is a safer. Uh, way of yeah, what the, one, the ones going to Savannah wouldn't wouldn't have an issue. No, uh -uh. It's, it's the ones that's got the loop around until they come back. Yeah, they come back. Yeah, turn around and come back up. Okay. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't move that down a little bit then from Willie Dixon Road mm -hmm. to where those trucks could come out and just make a hard left, come out of that subdivision and make a left then. I, I wouldn't think so. I, I have uh, sent our site plan to the Georgia Department of Transportation to solicit input from them. Um, but uh, you know that that road was designed to have those spaced out at a specific spacing. Now things things change. 
They'll try to um, and if they're willing to do it, that's something we would explore. I just know that when they come out of the, I guess it's Pate Rogers Road at, at the land, at the transfer station, when they come out there, you know, they can come out and come back to Hinesville, but a lot of them's got to go all the way across. And then, then you know, there's their tractor trailer sitting between one lane on one side and one lane on another side. So, yes, sir. Well, that's, of course, I'm not saying that you would have anything in there like that. Right. I, I do think in this instance, this is this is the, the safer yeah. setup rather than them crossing yeah. four lanes with that traffic's moving in the morning. Yeah. I mean, it's really moving. In so fact, I think moves the one that spoke out when it was the opposition's turn wasn't necessarily in opposition to the project. It was more about the traffic and the speed on, on 196. Well, I mean, that's that's understandable there. I mean, but the DOT oh, sure. still had the final mm -hmm. yes or no on it. Yes, on that part. Yes, sir. I mean, the subdivision, I thought we had already looked at the subdivision before and we talked about running water down there to it or y'all were going to dig we did. the water in we did. and put the hydrants in. Is that Maybe correct? That's right. Yes, sir. We did. <laughs> okay. There was, there was some due diligence and then the, the um, timber company had the option to exercise their timber rights, which they have done, and that's kind of what delayed. I got you. Yeah, they, they were in there to see. It looks like a good project. Mm -hmm. I think so. You know, it's uh, got very little flood zone on it, very very little wetlands, and it's got good access to a major highway there that, that doesn't disrupt existing neighborhoods. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Any other questions? Ms. Darlene Jefferson, <laughs> how are you? Good evening, everybody. Good evening. I am that lady. <laughs> <laughs> Where he pinpoint that my house is, that is not my house. That's one with the long there. trail is my house. Right. Right. Okay. Everything that y'all just said is the main problem. Since they have cut all the timber, I got wild hogs on dug up my <laughs> drain field. I got all the deers in my yard. <laughs> but I wanted him somehow to bring the DOT that the speed limit from 84, just before you get to my house where they used to park the car, is jump up to 55. The speed limit needs to stay 45. After you, at least after you pass um, Ocadio Drive. Mm -hmm. um, I'm one of the ones that, because of the four lane the highway, they tore down my house and I had to build mm -hmm. further back. And like I had mentioned, a vehicle, two vehicles had ran into my old house. And I'm saying if a vehicle run into where I got my house now, somebody mean to do it. Lo and behold, someone just almost ran into the house, hydroplane, jumped the media, and just happened to be lined up with that, that, that scratch that comes my driveway. And if he did not turn his wheel and end up into uh, have a little ditch side me, he would have ran into my house. It's, it's, it's the traffic. And since they four-lane the highway, my daughter has turned in, coming home, somebody not paying attention, just knocked her right in the ditch and totaled her whole 
car, mm -hmm. but it, it, the speed limit needs to be reduced. Reduced because once they really once they get on 84, I mean on 196, there's no 45. They automatically gun into 55, and they're racing. Mm -hmm. So I have to put my blinkers on at the where they used to um, park the cars and keep pumping my brakes and 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 looking back. But the turn lane, 18 wheelers stops in that turn lane when they're having trouble looking. So all those, when I'm coming from Savannah, I have to come all the way around and turn. Mm -hmm. And all those little, what you call them, turn, 18 wheelers and, and cars be lined up where you can't even, I can't even go across sometime to go to Hinesville. So it's a, Right in between my house and the subdivision that he's building is very congested. It's congested anyway, but it's going to be, I, I'm not, you know, um, really opposing him doing it, but it have to be through DOT or some kind of, mm -hmm. to make some changes. Uh, okay. It's going it's, it's, right. yeah. to, we'll, we'll lobby on your behalf. Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. Next. August. The DOT come back right here, start from about right there. Is there a D cell? Are, are you looking at a D cell lane? We're proposing to do a D cell lane, uh, at least one D cell lane for, um, on the first drive and potentially a second D cell lane for the, because we have to have two points of access over 75 lots. So there'll be two, two drives that come in like what's on the concept plan. Um, and if GDOT makes us have two, then we'll have two D-cell lanes. But you'll at least have one. It will at least have one, yes. Sir. I wanted, I made the comment at the LCPC meeting, but I think, you know, GDOT has some very specific rules when it comes to speed limits. And mm -hmm. I, I would be afraid if they came and did their speed study here, they'd have to raise the speed limit because people are going so fast on it. Mm -hmm. um, it really needs some, and, and I have been seeing some policing here in the last couple of weeks. I've been seeing a lot of people get, but policing would be the first step, um, start writing some tickets out there. Mm -hmm. um, because I do think the speed is appropriately posted per GDOT's requirements mm -hmm. and standards, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. I, you know, mm -hmm. They all have rules that they have to follow. We just we we just don't abide by. Right, yeah. that's right. It's that's driver right. behavior. I heard the we that, that has to be <laughs> yeah. changed. Yeah, you're okay. exactly right. So, okay. just wanted to make that comment. Okay. Any other questions? Thank you. No, well, Mr. Chairman, I don't know how to how to do this, but I just want to ask Ms. Uh, I called Jefferson. Jefferson right on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Ms. Darling, if they were to come up with a <clears throat> the D cell lane, would that make you feel? And when you say D cell lane, is what type of lane is that? That go ahead, Mr. Chairman. Turn off lane. That would not be in the line. The main line of traffic it would be a lane like you you have a chance to get off, yeah. while your other traffic is really getting by you, and turn and make a right turn. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. that'd be. Perfect. Mm -hmm. You have a chance to get over into a lane right. before I get to my house instead of just being on the main lane. Cause uh, they, no, 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 for her no. house. No, uh -uh. it'd be for the subdivision. It help those folk going to that subdivision uh, because it's 
as Marcus says, it's required because of the number of lots. That's, that's DOT's yeah. recommendation. Now, as he said, you know, we can always approach these people. We have no power. They are yeah. their own independent body. So I don't have, yeah, they, I don't have a problem as a. See, they, they think nobody's turning, so they just. Yeah, they just. Don't jet, look at lights. Right, don't, I mean, jet, blinkers, yeah. nothing. In and of course, we can reach out to the sheriff, too. We can do that. Yeah. That's not a problem. That's not a problem. Um, Mr. Chairman, I, I see me, uh, I see her point. If the decel lane was before toward 84, further toward 84, before it get to her house, that'll give her the opportunity uh, to get in the lane. Right, 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 right. And, and the people that's coming into the subdivision, but the decel lane is for the subdivision, right. which means she's, you know, she she misses mm -hmm. that point. Mm -hmm. But wouldn't that decel lane start somewhere back here? It wouldn't start right here at the subdivision. Wait, it's not. All right. It's for the subdivision. It's right. for the subdivision, but it wouldn't start right at the subdivision, shouldn't it? Right now, each one of these lots, so you see the lots to the left of that first entry road, that lot's 218 feet. Mm-hmm. Like okay. And then I think that the, the storage for the decel lane is a 300-foot uh, a with a 75-foot taper, if I remember correctly. But it ends up. It does kind of approach her lot, but then that ta it tapers off right there. So it comes close. If I remember right, it comes just past the, the little bump out for the turnaround right there. It's so almost a decel lane there right. now, but they people use it, you know, to stop for, I guess, emergency or something. Oh, really? That little lane. The bump out. Yeah. A oh, bump out there? Okay. 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 All okay. Right. All right. All right. Got it. Got it. Okay. All right. Thank you, ma'am. All right. Uh, for coming and representing your neighborhood. Keep <laughs> you pumping your brakes, darling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Ready? Yes, sir. Jeff, what was the. What was LCPC recommended? The commission recommended approval with standard conditions. I follow LCPC recommendations. Is there a second to the motion? Second. Motion and second to follow LCPC recommendation with all the discussion that we had. And Marcus, is there anything we can do to help? Yes, you know what we always ask you. Yes, all right. Okay. All in favor, raise your right hand, please. All right. Mr. Chairman, I um, let me let me make a mental note. Uh, well, not a mental note. Um, Mr. Brown, if you would make a note, let's ask the sheriff if he would, even now. <laughs> you know, we don't want anybody getting unnecessary tickets. But if that's going on, there's a problem in the area, and she says that she's a witness, then we'll ask the sheriff to. Absolutely. Okay. And I don't think they could patrol much more than, than they're doing now. Every time I go down there, there's somebody's down there. From 84 to 17, I see yeah. at least six of them on either side. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. <laughs> All right, Mr. Chairman, I know you all talked about a lot of design things. Just wanted to remind you, you already know this, but uh, this was just the zoning. So you get another crack at this when they bring you the subdivision plans. So okay. Right. Okay. You get to get into right. the details a little more then. All right. All right. At least Marcus knows where we're headed. That's right. Okay, the next uh, request, the final request for the evening is a request by David McDonald Enterprises to rezone 30 acres, 30.51 uh, acres of land from A1 and uh, uh, from A1 to R1 in the Gum Branch area near the intersection of Groover Road and Ray Road. And parcel number 
is 014-019. Gruber Road in this area, in the area where the, the subdivision uh, or the proposed rezoning is, has an 80-foot right-of-way adjacent to this development, and Ray Road has a 40-foot right-of-way. And each lot that he's proposing to do in this R01 subdivision would be more than an acre. And we've advertised this property. You can see a sign on both Ray Road and Groover Road. You can see that Groover Road is a paved road and Ray Road is a dirt road. And we've advertised that in the independent mail. I mean, in the, the uh, Coastal Courier, of course. Um, the, just to kind of give you a, a picture here, the, uh, this is the uh, Highway 196. And this is Groover Road. So it's down, uh, and this is this is Ray Road. So you can, it's down on the intersection, and he's, uh, this is the property that he you might recall he, he tried to he, he got some property up here and got a start on something a while uh, uh, several years ago and had some issues with the core. Uh, he's he's, I think he's planning on coming back with that at some later time, but this has nothing to do with that. This is a 30-acre track down here that he wants to divide, and that's just a locational map there. And this is the zoning map. You can see that the uh, all the property is zoned A1. There is a uh, property there on the corner that is an out parcel. It's left out of this. So he's, he's just going to subdivide and wants to rezone and subdivide this piece. And this is his uh, conceptual plan for how he's going to subdivide it. River Road here, uh, Ray Road here, and he's just going to cut, cut off lots off of Groover Road. Our zoning analysis uh, property does have uh, reasonable value as it's currently zoned. This proposal is consistent with the JLUS. Uh, it's consistent with the with the comprehensive plan because it's uh, is designated as agricultural and forestry and secondary uses is single family residential, which is what he's proposing to do. The R1 that he's asking for is the most restrictive single family use that you have in the county or single family zone. Uh, we haven't identified any adverse effects on neighboring properties. Uh, the proposed use would be suitable in, in view of nearby properties. Uh, there aren't any uh, any burdens on the transportation and uh, public utility system. Uh, this does not allow a short-term gain at the expense of our long-term goals. It might cause a domino effect because this is a relatively undeveloped area, and if this develops and is successful, uh, there may be uh, demand for other similar developments in the area. We haven't identified any historical sites that would be impacted. Um, this is not in a flood hazard area. Uh, it's not spot zoning, and we haven't identified any unique uh, conditions which support approval or denial. Planning Commission heard this at their last meeting, and they recommend approval with standard conditions. And okay. we'd be glad to answer any questions that you have about this one. Commissioner Thrift, you yes, want to sir. speak to this? Yes. Yes, sir. I haven't heard anything um, pro or com. Was there anyone at the meeting on this not, particular? Not result? on this one, other than Mr. Sack. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's always a good thing. Mm -hmm. And you sent out, and no one, I haven't heard anyone oppose this. Um, but I, So if we approve the rezoning, then you'll come back with the site plan. Is that correct? And did you say it was 10, 10 acres lots is what he's wanting? Shared driveways is what we're proposing all along um, the paved road. Mm -hmm. and be, um, for this portion that's being rezoned and the other portion that was rezoned previously. Mm -hmm. um, so 
this the, the development as a total will go from 76 lots down to somewhere around 30 lots so we're decreasing the density on what we're rezoning tonight yep okay no, so th this is just 10 of the 30. 10 of the 30 okay right. but i'm in, i'm kind of including the northern portion and the southern portion that mr mcdonald owned mm -hmm. transparency. and i would assume that the one map go back that had the star on it i assume there was some wetlands in there that behind is that right there right so um as, as Jeff indicated, um, Mr. McDonald originally got tangled up with the Army Corps of Engineers um, for illicit mm -hmm. charge of filling wetlands. So all of that um, has, has been dealt with uh, to the extent that he's got an agreement with EPA mm -hmm. um, on a path forward to clean that up. And as a part of that agreement, he's being allowed to develop um, what is now considered the upland areas. But those wetland areas if you go out there today, they don't look like wetland areas, and that's because they're full of dirt that has been placed there. Um, so part of his agreement with EPA is to remove that dirt and plant trees there to mm -hmm. bring them back to the wetlands that they once were. So he can't, he won't be able to develop in there? Correct. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Anything with that hatching will not be developed. Okay. And the, are those like lots, those two like mountain-looking things that are there those, on the dirt road part? are not planned to be lots right now. He, okay, all right. So really there won't be any lots on the dirt? That That's the current plan. Okay, plan. okay, all right. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mr. Chairman. Can, before we vote, Commissioners, y'all got any? Everybody? All right. Yes, all right, we'll, we'll entertain a motion. I would make a motion that we approve the rezoning petition for Mr. David McDonald. Second. Uh, 2022 005 LC. Your second still counts here. Okay. Motion second, we approve the uh, rezoning petition as presented by LCPC. Any further discussion? All in favor, raise your right hand, please. All right, it's approved, sir. So Mark, he does plan to at some time develop the, the first piece? Okay. All right. what, what makes things move much smoother, but he would keep in touch with this commissioner right here for me. Uh, yes, sir. I, my been to okay. <laughs> well, you. <laughs> oh, last time he came to see me. <laughs> All right. We know ahead of what's going on. All right. This is going to be down the road sometime, if it's down the road. Yes. All righty. That's all, Mr. Jeff. Thank you, sir. Uh, now, where am I going? Uh, rezoning. Let's see. Got those. Got those. Bill Carter Road bids. Is that why I'm, sir? Chairman, the motion to go back in open session. Uh, motion here. Is that second? Second. Second. All in favor, raise your right hand. Back in open session. All right. uh, a couple weeks ago, we took bids on... Uh, Full depth reclamation of Bill Carter Road, try to rebuild Bill Carter Road. I missed got some pretty good failures on it and it's kind of deteriorating pretty quickly. You should have a copy of the bid tabulation that we received. Um, we had three bids. Uh, the lowest bid was from APAC Atlantic for $852,131. Um, our original bid, our original bid, our original 
budget was $558,000. Oh. Mm. So um, we've gone back, uh, met with uh, Kim, met with Joey, looked at the funding for this project that's available. Uh, we do have some LMIG money funding available, but we don't have enough money to uh, take this right now. Okay. So what we would like to do is reject all bids and uh, see if we can't search for some additional funding and then uh, bid this out again at a later date, a little later on this year. Uh, okay. so get a little bit better prices and do a little something different. But right now we just don't have the funds uh, in our sales tax to be able to take care of this project. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, mm. Mr. Chair, Mr. Lyon, <clears throat> this was including widening of the road, right? Yes, sir. It widens at two feet and it does full depth reclamation so that we can get rid of all the redding and the, where it's starting to fall apart. Let's shoot for a lower price. Yes, sir. We'll do it. Motion to reject the bid, please. Yes, sir. Okay. Make a motion. Second. 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 One, one question, Mr. Chairman. Yes, sir. Trent, when you said that we, um, I guess, hoping and praying for <laughs> a, a lower price, it, that's we're thinking that um, the cost of material may go down, or one of these bidders going to have a change of heart. Well, we have a few other bidders that may be able to look at it that are other, right other than these give us better prices. And okay. also I, I need to, we need to find some additional funding and allow some funding to build with these plots. And we just need to, we need to find some more money. Mr. Long, you make a phone call up to Atlanta and see what you can find. Yes, sir. I'll do what I can do on that. <laughs> okay. All right. We're good. All right. Yeah, I just hope that uh, if there's some other bidders out there, I hope they are uh, listening in on Facebook. <laughs> Give us a break. All in favor of rejecting the bids. All right. Let's start over, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Southside Park funding requests. I neglected to remind Mr. Jenkins to make tonight's meeting. I told him about it, but I didn't get to remind him. Yes, Mr. Chairman, as um, some of us attended the groundbreaking for the, the Southside Park and being in my district, and uh, I'm trying to read. I don't have my glasses, but was it It was 1.1 is what it came in. Is that correct? Actually, it's been up to 1.6. Hold up, Joyce. Where are you at? <clears throat> That's what was sent. 
sorry. Uh, it came it came in at 1.6. It's been up to 1.6 for the full park project. Oh yeah. Uh, because the first phase came in $200,000 over. Okay, 1.6 for phase one and two. That's what that's okay. what it's estimated to be. Now they haven't bid phase two yet. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so uh, right now we're just looking at approval for phase one. Yes. Is that correct? Which is the one point one, one. in his email. Mm -hmm. uh, that's is that correct. right? One point one. Okay. Too many pieces. All right, I'll take anyone that wants to help. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to help. Marion's out about time. <laughs> well, I'm going to help. Come on, <laughs> Yeah, I think that was real nice for Kim to go ahead and send all that stuff out. But, uh, yeah, I, I, Kim, Kim's pretty good. Does. No, she, uh, does. I, she does what Joy asks. <laughs> I would like to comment, you know, um, on this. Uh, and first of all, is uh, it's, it's a nice looking project, and really I really didn't get the, the call till it was. I'd already had something else planned, but <laughs> I, I, I do don't need to remind the board. I know we all are sure that what's out there, but we know that right now that there's not been. Um, Gill Park's not finished. Miller Park. Uh, have you moved the ribbon at, at uh, Miller Park yet, Trent? Okay. So that's two that's out there. And I know you drive by it every day, Commissioner Thrift, uh, the one in Gum Branch. And this one right here, I'm assuming from what I'm looking at, and Commissioner Gillard, you may be able to tell me, it being a course, it'll be the airport road, south side part, but will this be looked after by ESG or will this be looked after by the Liberty County Recreation Department? Well, uh, the only thing I know is that there were officials from the, from the city and county there. Mm -hmm. um, and there are some parks uh, in the city. For instance, um, Irene B. Thomas Park. I think the city does, um, I think the police open and close it. But I think the county maintains the grounds over there. Right, Joey? On which park? Uh, Irene Thomas behind, yes, right. off of 196. Mm -hmm. And... Um, but it hasn't been discussed um, from me and Mr. Howard hadn't talked about that, um, that the city would maintain it if they do it. It would be maintained by the Public Works Department, which would be ESG, but um, we ha hadn't got to that point yet. Um, with, with the, you know, just the layout of it, it, it kind of looks like, you know, with the ball fields and, and the multi-use fields, it kind of looks like something that the the county um, may maintain, but but I'm not I'm not sure. Well, Joey, I, Joey, I thought excuse me, uh, Commissioner Wallen, I thought I remember some preliminary conversation we had about the city, um, at least providing most of the maintenance for this part. Don't I recall that conversation? I, I recall a conversation about the city helping somehow. Yeah. But yeah. th there had been a conversation earlier about lines, okay. the department about Liberty County yeah. Recreation. Yeah, it wouldn't be a total county. I remember that. Well, the, the, yeah. the, the issue is, is we've had one city councilman 
to come up here and tell us something that he wanted in his district. Mm -hmm. I guess he conveyed that to the rest of the board. I don't have any idea, but I'm just saying I'm not going, uh, you know, the mayor of the council has not approached and they may have approached you and said, this is what we'd like for y'all to do. But I still think that the park is important. I mentioned that to the, the city councilman that was here that day. It is a area that needs some, um, some recreation out there in it. But as far as us um, putting money in there before they spent their money, I say, let's, uh, you know, let's work alongside of them. I'm, I, I know that I've committed some money to ADA and I've committed some money to different parks around and I would like for us to get ours done and then we'll, we don't mind helping them. But the city, um, and, and he, he explained it when he was here, 700 and I forget the odd number, $700,000 is what the city is applying to the park. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. It, it's a, it's is, yeah. That's about half partnership. Half, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you saying the city, city. is yes. putting uh, that in it or is that in kind? No, no, that's in it. In it that's that monetary portion. 750000 Yeah. So it sounds like they're about a half a million out. Mm -hmm. For the yeah. first phase. For the first phase of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, let's spend the, theirs and let's see where they're at. When we get there spent, if they need a little bit, we'll... No, I'm going to give some. Yeah, I'm going to give mine. some too. Yeah, I've, I've already told yeah. the councilman. Yeah, we told him that when he was that, here. We, that I would give some. Of, yeah. So. Well, yeah, we all did, Commissioner Thrift. I said I would, but I'm saying, let's let let's let them have the. They've got the, the ball in their court. Let's let them go ahead and start. And if we need to help them, we can help them. But I mean, there's nothing but done that seven hundred fifty thousand dollars since. Well, I'm sure that they won't release the funds until there's something done. Do what now? I don't. I don't believe Kim would release the funds until we get there. Right. So, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, I think do. we need to obligate it, or I am, to make sure the project gets up and going, and that the city is aware that that we told them that we were willing to help. Do, do, do we need to? Um, let's say the, Mr. Chairman, the the total cost. Let's say the one point six that's in this uh, memo from Mr. Howard. Do we need to? Um, but what the city is obligated, or what their their part is, do we need to obligate the remainder before the project starts? Of the 1.1, I believe. Of the 1.1? Right. Mm -hmm. right yes, of the 1.1. We need to obligate it before it starts, Mr. Chairman? Yes, sir. So that's, um, you said seven, how much by the city, Mr. Chairman? Seven. Hundred fifty thousand. It's at least seven fifty. Yeah. At least seven fifty, and and we need a total of one point one. Yeah, so what's that about? That's two fifty. Three hundred fifty thousand. Three hundred fifty thousand. So, I'm good for a hundred. That's two fifty. And Justin, he ought to be good for what? About four hundred. Let me look at his uh, balance <laughs> that Kim gave me here. Mr. Chairman, yes, sir. comment please. Yes, sir. Um. And I'm learning more as we go. I'm understanding this to be a joint city proposal, yes, county sir. proposal. Um, as Commissioner on the end mentioned that we still have parks that we're trying to complete. Mm -hmm. um, county 
by themselves. Mm -hmm. I know I have one in my, uh, the district that I represent, that we have a lot of improvements still left to do. I think a bunch of it is unfunded still, um, not knowing where all of the money is going to come from or hasn't been allocated yet, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I really couldn't see myself committing to, I guess, an unknown sum as of right now. I mean, I couldn't see myself committing equally as all of the other commissioners because of what I have in, uh, yeah, in my district. So I really don't see myself making a solid commitment of saying X amount of dollars that I could commit as of right now. Um, I like the suggestion that we see what the city does when they spend all of theirs, what we got left. Um, maybe I could enter see entertaining it again at a later point, but maybe phase two you can participate. Because I I'm think my kitty is a little bit less than a lot of others. It is. It is. Point well taken. Yes, uh, Chair. Some of us are not in, the, in your position. Chair, yes, I think both of us are in the same yes. situation. Yes. I mean, and I said, I want to thank the other commissioners that contribute toward Miller Park, but we're still, we're just doing the groundwork at Miller Park and still not have a pavilion. So we still got a long ways to go at Miller Park. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, uh, it's probably, it looks like a real good concept. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm not saying it's not needed, mm -hmm. but I'm like Commissioner Jones. Uh, we're still struggling trying to finish up one of the oldest parks in Liberty County. And it's on the main road. And I'm not saying the airport road is not a main road now, but this Miller Park is one of the main and oldest, you know, mm -hmm. oldest park in the county. We've been struggling for this ever since I've been on you the You know, those of us that could have obligated to help with that, too. Yeah, that's been 23 years. Right. Uh, Mr. Chairman, uh, look, look, we have um, down at the East End Complex. Isn't there some other stuff to do? Like, wasn't there a trail, walking, walking trail, trail mm -hmm. uh, along with the gymnasium? And mm -hmm. uh, well, I know the walking trail was talked about. And a pavilion. And a pavilion. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's, that's phase whatever that it will be. Okay. That phase has been forgotten about almost. And now. no, I haven't forgotten about it. But but say um, the East End Complex, Gill Park, Miller Park. Mm -hmm. um, Joey, excuse me for don't lose train of thought. Now I, we were finishing up the walking trail at Gill Park. Yes. We were. That's that's, that's we the last were. piece. That is the next piece. It's already been funded there. Yeah. It's the the really the phase three of Gill mm -hmm. that hasn't yeah. been funded. Correct. Done. We, we didn't have a softball field down at Gill Park. No, no, sir. No. Uh -huh. no. It was just to do. It was just to do the walking trails. But the fields really, the fields mm -hmm. and the pond. retention pond would mm -hmm. be the things that are lacking down there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I remember we used to uh, play against the Jones brothers down there. Yeah, but they don't built the dollar store over there for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we we can't come back. We can't come back now. Commissioner Gill, you you yeah you doing the math? Where are we? Yeah, um, yeah, it was, Mr. Moser said it was 350. And then the, the chairman and was. Commissioner Thrift had a, a hundred and you had a hundred. I have a hundred. Yeah. Okay, so we, so we need 150. Need 150? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. I was. Um, Uh-oh, watch out. No, I. I oh. <laughs> he asked how much he has. He, you right now, you have in your district unobligated 
364,000. How much? 364,000. Okay, what is, is obligated? What if it, what's out there? Um, You've obligated 80,000 for the ADA improvements and 300,000 for Miller Park and the chairman obligated 200,000 for Miller Park and then Commissioner Stevens obligated funds for Miller Park. Are, are we short at Miller Park with, with all those obligations? Yeah. We, still we, we don't have the pavilion. We don't have the pavilion. We don't have the pavilion. Numbers, right. We're rebidding the right. pavilion. Mm -hmm. Right. And he had to go to his T-Splosh. T-Splosh to help out. 200 and some odd thousand. And we were thinking maybe we could use some ARPA funds. For I thought we did pull some ARPA funds. For Miller? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought we pulled I the one from. So. I don't yeah. think for Miller Park you didn't. Now, there is some still um, what we call contingency money in ARPA that has not been allocated, but we didn't have something for, we, we did not specifically yeah, check the list, list. We, we talked that about Park. that. We covered, yeah. Yeah, we talked so we about author funds going to Miller Park. Put together some. Like 100,000 uh, maybe? To, for, to make it the, was 300,000. For Miller Park, we did. Yes, because we had 400,000 in it for another park. Jones Creek. Jones Creek. And I remember the chairman said he didn't want to pull all of it, so we we pretty well agreed to the 300000 I thought that's what we did for Miller Park. I just know we, we pulled from funding sources to cover the cost of Miller Park. I can tell you that. If you read the minutes, they'll reflect that, yes. but I can't tell you the exact. Yeah. The infrastructure side. I even thought we were, because we, we didn't know we don't have a price. It was going to go for rebid. It was for the infrastructure, all which was. All we had was. Yeah, yeah okay. which was the infrastructure was over a million. Let me. Let me. How, Ask you, you, you had your piece of paper there, and you. Oh, sorry. Two years. she's looking. Uh, Miller Park wasn't on there. You had Liberty County Community Complex Walking Trail, Gill, Gill Park Walking Trail, which is how that's getting funded. Okay. Jones Creek Park and Restrooms. Four hundred. Fitness equipment, James A. Brown Park, okay. and the fishing pier. Yeah, I knew that's that. where yeah. we pull it from, Jones Creek. No, sir, y'all didn't agree to do that last time. We talked about pulling it from. Uh, are you right? We had to get another bid because it was. No, you didn't. Right. You didn't. You didn't. It was brought up about maybe pulling money. Yeah. From Jones Creek. From, from Jones Creek, but that we didn't finalize. We we, we no, when sir, we you adopted didn't, you didn't this commit budget, to do that. that's what was in there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 But you're right. We did talk about talking okay, about. We, so how can we go back and correct that? Well, that's, so that we're going to pull money from Jones Creek and put it toward Miller Park for the pavilion. I, well, that's whatever you want to do. I, yeah. I'll be honest with you. you. I would, how much money do we need now? We the, need 150000 150000 okay. Let's split it, Eddie. Each of y'all have obligated hundred. Yes. Okay, mm. me and Gary or, or Commissioner Guillory, we're going to split that, but I don't want to take nothing out of what we've already got out there. I don't think that's the right thing okay. to do. I mean, I don't think we need to take away funds from any of our other parks. Jones Creek, I don't know what's left that's got to be done on it, but I say let's, let's leave that. That's just me. I'm just, y'all do whatever you want to do. But I'm just saying if we've done already identified it once, then the public is going to expect it. Somebody might get it between the next 20 years, but if we've Committed that. Let's let's go forward with it. Uh, I just don't think we. Well, I, I need Trent. I I, I had a, a I was proposing a road project. Let's let's just hold off on that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, what, what you've done so far, that that's good, but um, let, let's hold off on that. How much is that you're holding off on? How much are you holding off on? Well, I mean, he hadn't given me okay. any – I mean, just what he's done so far. That there's, He hadn't touched down, hadn't done anything. He's just been doing the surveying and stuff like that. So hold, hold, hold off on that. That'll give me um, some funds to, um, to, to, to help out. Um, I, I want to – I was looking at what I had, and we were going to go 75 apiece, Eddie? Yeah. 75 piece? Yeah, so that okay. we can lock in this first phase of, of this park. Okay, so in total, we are committing 350000 to phase one of the South Side Park. Yes. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hey. Got it. And, and Thank you. Um, I'll see what, what, what I got left and um, where do we need to, um, to who, who else do I need to help? I'll, I'll help. The pavilion at, um, the pavilion at Miller Park. Park. Okay. And, and, and that's the, one thing that I want to. We get through we from that. Yeah. We, that ought to be a that ought to be a, a, a nice complex. And and uh, Gill Park, we've our, we've funded we the, 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 the trail. ARP was funded the walking trail. What you okay. got left there is the is the play field and the pond. And so and we got funds already set aside for the for the walking. Everything at Gill Park could be done. No, sir. Just for the walking trail. Okay. So, and what what would be left at uh, the play fields and the pond? And let me go ahead and say, uh, the, the commissioner prior to this commissioner, how do I say it? Did not prioritize the pond. Correct. That that's your call. He didn't really prioritize the pond, but it was in the it, it was in the concept. Pond? It was in the concept. R really, really partially fishing both. Yeah. Really partially yeah. both. With the contractors, but, though, the they said fishing pond. Fishing pond. What they had planned. Yeah, yeah. But, we, but that's that's your call now. So you're in, you're in that seat now. Okay. Yeah, and, and if and if you need some help with it, um, we'll I'm all help with that too. Think about yeah. it. We, 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 all right, we're good. I, I I don't know. I maybe I just and I didn't want to speak too much out, but I don't I don't think we do. I mean, Commissioner Gillard, it's a road, and I know it's important, and somewhere along the line there, we'll get some money, and we'll fix that track road. We will. But yeah. these other ones out here, if we've identified them, I mean, right now we have, mm -hmm. we put a name on on that gymnasium for a fellow that I thought a lot of, Mr. Mm -hmm. Sam Harris, mm -hmm. and it looks the same right now as it did before. Yeah. yeah. And I just think that if we... It's moving forward. Well, I, I I know we will, and I just don't want to take money? no money away from it. It's not no, we didn't. Swollen. No, we didn't touch no, that. We, didn't. we uh -uh. didn't touch that. No. So right now, we whatever we funded is still funded, right, Joyce? Yes, yes sir. sir. Yes. Yeah, we didn't unfund. We haven't unfunded right. anything. No, no, no. no. Uh -uh. We, we we got everything we need for phase one. But we knew from the ARPA funds that there was some what flexibility were a fluidity, right. as they yeah. say, where you could maneuver if you needed to. So that's Remember why we got that's some flexibility why right here. Creek Park in that. Hey, we got some flexibility right Thank here. Thank you tonight from what we've done. We won't have to touch any of that. So everything's yeah. where it was. But I mean, the way that the way we're set up with our sales tax, we can all vote right up here tonight to take the money from that yeah. commissioner that's not up here. We can just all vote <laughs> to get it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> really ain't nothing you can so, do. So, so, so move, Mr. Chairman. <laughs> <laughs> and you, Mr. Chairman, I, I'm, I'm glad you kind of, we do need a motion and a second to okay. utilize your funds for that yeah. purpose, which is the official authorization right. to then move those funds out of this. All right. Chair, take the motion. Yes, Mr. Chairman, I make a motion 
that we approve moving the funds to um, help out with phase one with the city of Hinesville at the Southside Park. Do I need to list the total, the amounts? Just just for the record out of the district, yeah, I think that, that way, because those monies are allocated. Yes, sir, that there. district uh, three would obligated 100,000, chairman obligated 100,000, mm -hmm. districts five and six obligated 775,000 each. Okay. Thank you. Got it. That's my motion. All, right. All in favor, reach your hand. Do we have a second? Second. Second. I did, yeah. second. Thank you. Ready to vote. Yes, sir. You know, we had the worst time spending money. <laughs> well, that's well, good in a you way. Know what? It's a blessing to have it to spend. That's good. Well, I know, but I just. It's a blessing to have it. Okay. All right. Yeah, just spreading spread it around. All, All right. right. Mr. Glasson, y'all good? good? Young people Thank say you. you're straight? <laughs> <laughs> How much money I got left now, Kim? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Comprehensive fire plan. Yes, sir. Mr. Chair, members Mr. of the board, which were, which, and the which were and I going to I'm sorry. this tonight. Yeah. Um, as as uh, we move forward, you guys made a commitment to stand up a full-time fire department as well as to take on the Liberty County uh, EMS. And part of what you're seeing is putting together a structure that is making sure uh, that you have two two department, two divisions that run uh, movement efficiently and making sure that you're paying competitive wages to recruit and uh, retain the best personnel. Uh, we contracted with the University of Georgia's Calvin Institute of Government to develop a classification and compensation plan for the county's EMS and fire service department. Uh, the project commenced in August of last year, and it just was completed uh, on last week. Uh, what they were contracted to do is develop new job descriptions, which identified all full-time and uh, part-time positions. Uh, previously, not all fire positions in the hockey were defined, and we did that through this process. And also, uh, when we acquired the EMS uh, from the uh, hospital, um, hot, the uh, job descriptions were written in a, another manner, more of a... Um, in a private market way, these were designed in more of a government setting. Also, we developed a new classification system by using a point fact comparison job evaluation system on market-based pricing. Uh, EMS and fire like a clearly defined pay structure, and what this did is ensure, again, that we have a competitive, uh, competitive um, recruitment process and retain employees. Uh, they also collect and analyze wage and survey data. They analyze and format the wage service data for use in establishing competitive pay levels, and then they partner with Liberty County Administrative Personnel on the component of the project implementation. First step of the process that they did is they uh, analyzed the existing job descriptions, uh, which we didn't have a whole lot for fire, but they analyzed all the ones that we acquired from the Liberty County Regional Hospital. Uh, we had them to do, all the employees to do job questionnaires, uh, ones that were like EMTs, got together and, and put together EMT, the paramedics got together and put together the paramedics. Um, then they also consulted with uh, Crystal and with Brian as, as the job scripts were being put together and kept on having input uh, meetings to make sure that, we, that they captured all the data. And from that, they created new job descriptions. Second part of it was how do we talk about the pay part, making sure we have the competitive salaries. Um, 
They utilize market-based wage data to evaluate 16 positions, 10 in uh, fire and six in EMS. And then they uh, looked at two, administ two administrative positions and two management positions. The two administrative positions, one from fire, one from uh, um, EMS, and likewise, the chief administrative uh, or division head, they looked at it for fire and EMS as well using the uh, factor evaluation system. And basically the factor evaluation system is about the things like skills, uh, supervisor level, a list of, of 10 skill sets or 10 factors that they looked at in the process. Uh, in compiling the data, they looked at the Bureau of Labor Statistics and they used data. We, we actually did a customized survey. They sent out a customized survey uh, to some communities of similar size and also a number of cities in the region. And what they were looking at, or what their recommendation was, is they, when they put a, a person on the scales, they wanted to do it at an entry-level wage rate at the medium market rate. These were the communities that we uh, acquired information from. Uh, as you can see, most of them are, are communities in the region. Uh, the counties, Bryan, Bullock, Campbell, Effingham, Evans, Wayne, cities of Hinesville, Poole, and Savannah. We sent out more uh, surveys to other communities, but they didn't necessarily uh, respond. At this time, I'm going to turn this portion of the presentation over to Ms. Ms. Woody, and she's going to go into a little more data. Okay, so let's talk about the implementation strategy. And uh, in your packet that was sent to you last week, there was a copy of the UGA study, and so this is referring to tables in that document. Um, so the compensa compensation plan that was developed by UGA we want to assign all of the employees, both part-time and full-time of both divisions, to the recommended classification and their salary grade, or their pay grade. Uh, we looked, when we looked at the employees, we looked at what, were the, what are they making today, and then we placed them on the closest step on the new scale, just above their annual salary. And in all, we are affecting almost 100 employees all together, about 50 full-time, 47 part-time. Now, Carl Vinson estimated a cost in that same report of $104,409. Now, this cost is based on salary data from back in December 2021, when we were getting into the details with the study. This estimate does not include things like overtime, because there is scheduled overtime for firefighters and EMTs and paramedics, didn't include holiday pay, didn't include benefit costs. So what we did is we put together on the next slide a true representation of all of the costs that would be involved uh, in implementing the plan. And when we break it down, this is annual, but when we break it down to a monthly and then look at the remainder of this fiscal year, it comes to just under $90,000 to implement this. It's from now into June? Yes. June 3rd. So at the top, you see regular hours, the scheduled overtime, because EMS, they are uh, not exempt from overtime, whereas firefighters have the K exemption, so they have a little less overtime. 
then retirement, FICA, workers' comp. Oh, Mr. Chairman, on the full-time, mm -hmm. the scheduled overtime, that 30000 about how, how many hours is that annual? Or is that just for the five months? No, that would be annually. Annually? Right, and so say a shift worker in EMS, they work two 24-hour shifts a week. Mm-hmm which is 48 hours. Well, 40 is paid regular time, and then those eight other hours are paid at time and a half. And so that's every week of the year. This is just for EMS? In that first column that she referenced the 30,000. So is that possible that a that an EMS person could make that amount annually, The about 113,000? No, this am I missing? Group. No, oh. Group. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Okay. I'm on there now. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Any other questions on? Uh, you said that we, you compared it to other counties. Do these counties have a dual role in their service fire slash uh, EMS, or were they just EMS service provided, or just fire service? I can't hear you. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Uh, maybe, maybe Brian, but that would be the only one that would have any kind of joint uh, EMS fire. Okay. Mr. Chairman, did, did we um, refresh my memory? Did we look at this um, proposal? Because we don't think we're in line with the other communities or we we basically you, you know when, when we assumed EMS and we knew that uh, when we took it in it's kind of like he, he highlighted in the slide there there was no paying classification system I mean it was a myriad of different <laughs> payment schemes and premium hours and weekend premiums and week premiums and I mean it was a, there was no structure uh, and so this was to put them in a structure that's consistent with our structure, basically, which we had to do. Uh, fire, uh, the only thing that was in the pay structure were the people that you had on hand at the time. And so what you're looking at now that you've approved going to the full-time fire is the full structure build-out plan. But to answer your question, there were no plans for these divisions. And so that's the reason it had to be looked at. We had to have a pay structure to pay them by. So to implement it going forward, that five months was the 80 or almost 90,000. Yes, ma'am. So if we go into it for annually, we may be looking on maybe 200,000. It was um, 215. Two, okay, okay, right. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Let, let, let me, one more caveat there, I think, to say this too. Um, would you assume that that's going to be your cost? I would hope so, but the fact is the jobs. You know, we, we have openings, yeah. and you are really, really not going to see that total expenditure. 
in a full year, you know, unless we have to back up and double over and do overtime. But the fact is we haven't been able to fill shifts, uh, which is a common problem among all these agencies you're seeing. So, you know, the other part of that when, and, you know, uh, probably a little bit from where Commissioner Stevens was coming from too, is that it's in, in the COVID environment we're in, uh, it has accelerated the competition uh, for, for trying to, we're all pulling from the same labor force. So we've got to be not only structured, but we've got to be very competitive in these markets. Uh, Mr. Brown, <clears throat> uh, Mr. Mosley, I'm just looking at Appendix A where you got the grades. You got an administrative assistant, which is a 12. Then you go down to the bottom of it, you got an administrative coordinator, which is a 14. What is the difference between those two? So I'm not sure who's in the those. The administrative assistant is the fire in the fire services. And the administrative I, can't, I can't hear you. The administrative assistant uh -huh. is the position in fire services, and that's the office worker who answers the phones and does paperwork, whereas the administrative coordinator for EMS also handles all the billing. Okay. All right. <clears throat> now, well, another question I got is, if you have somebody on board who's been here four years and someone who just come on, how do you keep both of them at a 24? Or do they go out a step? They would go out a step or more depending where they're at. They will go out the one that's <clears throat> Right, so say they're on a 22 right now and they're going to 24. Mm -hmm. They would be moved to the 24 to the next highest step. So they wouldn't be starting out as an A. They're probably going to be a C or a D. And I'm not trying to knock anybody out of any, any money or anything like that, but I'm just looking at what we already had and what we accepted, you know. And it's good that we can do this. Because, like you say, we were at the point of losing some people. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, let me throw this in here. While we're not only doing this, Board of Commissioners, we need to look at the insurance uh, that is provided to the employees <clears throat> that is at a lower, uh, a lower wage level. Okay? But that was one of my concerns. And I think when I ask, well, two questions. <clears throat> Can y'all say that out of this study, we got everything in here that we needed now, or do we, uh, in a couple of months, we'll have to come back and go look at it again? I'll answer. I think we've got everything in here. It's been pretty inclusive. We've taken our time to do it. We've looked at it and re-looked at it again, re-looked at where positions were already to ensure we didn't have anybody that bumps up to that uh, uh, equity compression right. problem. Uh, and by doing this, if you choose to do it tonight, it'll actually go into place before the merit goes in. So it will help with that attrition even more uh, with those people that are already there. 
Now that leads into another question, board members. This study has been in a, going on for how long now? About two, two months, three? Well, well August? Well, of it. On, on and off. But, you know, the, the other thing is, too, that we engaged the contractor to do it. So it's, it's been something we knew we need to do before we ever assumed EMS. We just had to get into their schedule to be able to do it. My question is, I think I've asked around, Mr. Brown, um, board members, do we need to consider part of this being retro or not? This is a, you know, board members, I'm just asking. I, I wouldn't question. recommend you do retro on that because then you're looking at the annual compensation of folks totally. Um, our, our recommendation is definitely not to retro any kind of new pay and classification system that you ever do, to tell you the truth. Uh, I go one step further too. Um, your insurance concern, uh, we, we've actually gone and, and I've already sent an email. It's, these aren't the only areas, as you know, that are affected uh, really by family coverage. Your insurance rates on your other plan, you, you've, got a, you've got a luxury plan that's offered through Blue Cross Blue Shield. Um, and, the, and the county pays for that, of course, but, uh, but the family coverage is where retention is, is happening. And so we've reached already out to Blue Cross Blue Shield and said, look, we, we want to talk about family coverage, uh, about what you got there. And quite honestly, it's going to mean that the commission probably will have to assume some more cost on family coverage rates is the only way to drive that down. Uh, the other thing is uh, with this um, is that w we have talked to someone about taking another look at our total pay system, not these. We won't be looking at these again because, you know, as you mentioned, th these will be up to date. But um, CDL drivers, uh, everybody, everybody is suffering in the workforce right now. It's been almost four years since you looked at the rest of your positions. And so uh, we've obtained a price for your budget consideration for them to look at that in July. So then you'll have your full gamut covered again. And that would include law enforcement. That is, that is the whole pay structure. Now, what would this do to the, uh, the ones that's under the $15 an hour? Nothing. Uh, well, if they, none of these are under 15, I don't believe there may be one or two. Um, but your 50, your, we anticipate we had a conversation uh, with folks yesterday about that too. That's actually going to be something that comes to you sooner than we thought um, for your consideration in March. We thought it wouldn't be finished until March, but it's definitely in March we'll have you something to consider making those adjustments you want to make on the $15. Okay, so now we got one more study out there with UGA, correct? Um, not really, no, sir. Mm -mm. Board of Elections? Uh, I believe the Board of Elections is That's wrapping up also, right? Yeah, this week. Okay. Okay. So this would take effect if we approve it. We, our recommendation is to for it to coincide with this current budget to go back and uh, pick it up from January the 23rd to coincide with this particular pay period. I can't hear you, Mr. Bull. I can't hear you on side. We would like to implement it with the pay period we are currently in, dated back to January 23rd. Okay. So it would hit the paychecks next week. Okay. okay. The commissioners, um, feedback, please. I'm, I wanted to ask a question. Uh, when you go back to your, scroll back to your overtime um, you had right there, and I see you've got the 13 holidays. Is it 13 now or is it 14? It's four. It's 13. It was 12. It was 12, now it's 13. Okay. So 
let's uh, let's just say that, I mean, you've got your schedule overtime, and then is there anywhere in there that you have overtime that's not scheduled? I mean, there's going to be some people that right. will be called in. That's true. So, and you're going to have some that's going to say, we're shorthanded, I got to work the holiday. That'll be overtime and the opportunity to take the holiday later, right? Is that how that works with this study? Well, time employees are paid the holiday regardless. But you're right. If they they're working. Get, if they're working or not, but they only get the overtime. If they're working. If they're working. The holiday pay wouldn't automatically. But that's figured in there. Well, only scheduled overtime. We don't have numbers on. You don't have an overtime. estimate of how many overtime hours that you might have. Uh, no. So there's no way we can go back and look at a history and see that there's a, a possibility of 150 to 200 hours overtime. In addition to regular overtime. Right. Yeah, no, sir. We don't have that history because we've never run it. Right. But so that's something we need to be looking at. Because um, it, the same way with the fire. I, I mean, mean, yeah, well, really with anybody, yeah. right, yeah. With, with any position. Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, if you're going to do that, you need to look at the road department, uh, right. sanitation. Yeah. I mean, but you wouldn't budget for it. We never did. No, I, I budget. understand yeah. that. Yeah. I just want to make sure that yeah. right. you know, we, you've got X number of dollars captured there that, you know, that we know that's a, right. that's a possibility. Right. And, and, I, and I tell you, the, the other place that that happens uh, and you see it. We've talked about it. We, you know, we talked about it a few minutes ago. Is nine one one, obviously. But but you know, here's what happens. You you budget to cover exactly what you're going to cover. But what we were talking about a minute ago with with all the slots never being full, that then really the free money from where you budgeted for a full time staff Covers, uh, is what carries that extra overtime. Okay, and this being a new, it's not new to us because we had it one time. But I mean the the workings of it. You'll have this department ahead that's over <coughs> this director or whatever you want to call it. They'll be the ones in charge of accounting for this. It won't be left up to the employee to put it in. Oh, no, sir. Correct. Everything will be put in, and that, that supervisor will be saying, okay, this is your core hours, which is the 40 or whatever it's going to be, 60, or if it's a Panama shift from six in the evening to six in the morning i mean i i don't understand yes sir, the they're gonna they'll set they'll set they set those schedules several months in advance in fact for the emergency functions and uh and it's their responsibility to authorize change outs to any shift and to keep track of any overtime that's <clears throat> accumulated in there okay and and what commissioner stevens had mentioned in the as far as insurance mm -hmm. that's it's figured, it's figured in that analysis she ran uh, for for benefits. I do not have health insurance. Oh, you didn't put health insurance in there? Okay. Well, they're paying. Not no, everybody no, elects this, health insurance. Yeah, that's true. Not everybody has it. Where those are given card numbers on benefits. The health insurance but, is going to depend on enrollment. But, but I will say this. Health insurance is already budgeted. It wouldn't be affected by this because we have so many slots that are are already authorized in the budget. Right. There's appropriated health insurance uh, for each of those slots. Okay. Well, I mean, that's that's 
you know, any way it could it could make you or break you if they don't have it. And that's what I'm saying. You know, the salary is one thing, but the benefits, you know, I guess we pay a certain portion and the employees would pay a portion. So, you know, that's a, that is a benefit ours, but yes, that's, that's all I had. I'm sorry. Thank you, all Mr. Right. Chairman. Thank you. All right. So what's staff, what's your recommendation? Our recommendation is you go ahead and move to adopt this tonight because it's something you had planned for both to get your structure in place and to be competitive in the environment and these public safety functions. One other it. last question, Mr. Chairman, Mr. Brown. What was the total cost of this study? Just curious. What was the total cost of this study? Mr. Moses is telling me $10,000. Oh, $10,000? Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. They like a nice round figure. <laughs> I think they do. You're right. Yeah. All right. Chair, motion. I just have one question, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Mr. Brown, oh, on that slide oh. that um, where they went back in the, the cities that uh, we were being uh, – yeah, would, would that be the same group when we do the, the second phase for the CDL drivers and everything? Would that be the same um, counties and cities that we uh, measure against? I, I hate to, I hate to maybe, maybe none of our counterparts will hear us when we say this on, <laughs> live on Facebook. Those are our competitors. Uh, now, I, I would tell you that particular to CDLs, uh, there might be some private companies in there too mm -hmm. that we look at, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but yes, sir. I, I, we're not locked into these. They can be more. They can be less of these. There can also be some problems. Well, well, I, I guess when we picked those six counties in those three cities, was that because it was fire in EMS? Yes, sir. That that's why we went there. Okay. And when we look at the other job classifications, um, it may or may not be these. It may or may not be. We generally have used all of these in our area because mm -hmm. this is where people drive to to go to work and or would come here to work. The others that didn't report, uh, Glen County, I know, was one. Uh, Tattnall was and one. Lawrence. And Lawrence. That's Dublin. It's comparable size. We've had folks drive from Dublin over here to work. Yeah. I had one at Liberty Region that did that. Was was a, was a doctor. <laughs> no, a lab tech. She did weekends. Yeah, actually, yeah, I, I was actually surprised one of our I'm on one workers. The ones that's right. coming from here from Hazelhurst. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Man. Mm -hmm. So they can be expanded. I welcome <clears throat> any input that you guys. Now, I do know, gentlemen, that um, at one time, I'm not sure of the scale, but at one time, uh, Fort Stewart was a competitor, too, for. <laughs> they, they are, but I'll tell you that, you know, and it's been said before, well, the. Um, the state's paying X or the federal government's paying X, that is generally not something that we can even get close to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in, I know that in some of the jobs, they're paying $20 an hour more mm. in some of our job offerings. Yeah. And it's, it's we will look at them but mm -hmm. to try to compete with yeah. the people with the machine that yeah. makes it, I, it's tough. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Everybody's good? Make a motion, Mr. Chair. Yes, sir. Accept this uh, proposal. All right. Is second. A motion to second. We accept the proposal that's presented for EMS and fire, and we hope this will be what we need to sustain our workforce and to attract new workforce mm -hmm. for some time to come. All right. Well, hopefully. Yes, all right. Any further discussion? All in favor, raise your right hand, please. All right. We'll start with this present pay period, Laura said. January 23rd, is that the date I heard you say? Okay. All right, good job, good, very thorough. Good job. Look forward to the 
Final one to come out. You guys already calculated? All right. Uh, board appointments. Am I right, Mr. All Brown? Right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I apologize. I didn't know the committee would be ready. I know y'all were going to meet, but Wait I minute. apologize. This, <laughs> I mean, you're always ready. I Joy, I mean, you're always. please don't open that door. Just, <laughs> just remember, whenever it's to the chairman's left, we're ready. Whenever it's to the chairman's <laughs> left, you can count on us being ready. Yeah. You tell I us. give up. I, I give tried, up. Commissioner Thrift. Uh, that's, we, 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 we've been ready since midnight, New Year's, <laughs> New Year's, January 1st, 2022, <laughs> at midnight. Give up. Yeah. Mr. Chairman, just remember that if if we tell you a hummingbird to pull a 747, uh -huh. get the rope. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> Commissioner Jones resists. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, what you got? Well, uh, Mr. Chairman, the, the committee met and, um, you know, for the the board appointments for the board of assessors, and we are ready to um, to proceed. All right, sir. Okay. Um, our first um, recommendation for appointment is Mr. John Hodges, uh, the committee met. Uh, we reviewed his uh, application and by majority decision, we recommend that uh, Mr. John Hodges be appointed to the Board of Tax Assessors for Liberty County. Chair, take a motion. I make a motion, Mr. Chairman, to uh, place Mr. Hodges on the uh, Tax Assessor Board. Okay, is there a second to that motion? Motion second, we have Mr. John Hodges to accept the first position uh, available on the Board of Assessors. Any further discussion? Mr. Chair, I almost hate to ask this. Which position? Because you know, he had two and they have yeah. different expiration dates. Which which do you prefer? Yeah, we, we didn't. I thought we they were even Stephen. Yeah, we, we didn't have that. No, that that's information. the election board. Yes, sir. They're not, I believe they're different. Different terms, you think? Yeah, we had one that. One that yes, resigned, and yeah, that's true. That's you know, true. We, we didn't have that information. I'm sorry, we can go ahead. I'll, we'll come back. Okay. Chairman, but they, they will select the chairman from within. Mm -hmm, they will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, let's not do the next uh, bullet session until he comes back with the terms with us. Is that, do we have other appointments besides a? That's it. Uh, just okay. two. All right. Well, we got the two on the board of assessors. Take a two-minute recess. Mm -hmm. okay. yeah. unless, unless you allow council moving forward. No, we, we were ready. I just don't think Mr. Brown was ready. <laughs> okay. Okay. One, I know we want to stay on this train of thought with where we're at, Mr. Chairman. The, what in your discussion with uh, the development prospects with that are looking there have been looking or in the past have given you any comments toward what we have done here tonight as far as making these EMS and full-time fire departments is that as a is it ever discussed I know there's they look at the jobs they look at the population, they look at the schools, but mm -hmm. has that ever been even brought up? They, they're always concerned about health care, no doubt about it. About it. And, and, and the industry, industry side, they, that's where the fire 
is a, is a big issue because they want to make sure that, you know, these big distribution centers, we have proper fire, fire coverage. And of course, that helps them with their fire insurance, too. Fire insurance. So you, you listed the, yeah, it's education, you're right. It's, well, it's, a, it's being a business-friendly community, too. That's very important to them. Uh, it's health care and fire protection. Well, I, and, and they want to know that a community gets along. Well, we, we are, community where it's confusion. There, and I know it don't have anything to do with, but I mean, you know, we know at Bryan County and then we know what Pooler has done mm -hmm. with development. Mm -hmm. And those were two up on our board here that we were trying to measure against. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was just bringing that up. Uh, of course, they've we hold Ryan's down, got we, the interstate we, and Pooler's got the interchange. Yeah. So, yeah, we hold on, and I'm a. I'll finish with this. Uh, the, the February LCPC meeting is when uh, developers will appear before their board to talk about okay. development at Midway I-95 interchange. So I'm very excited about what I anticipate hearing. Okay. But and we're trying, Mr. Brown. We're trying to stay ahead of that so that we can get all the help we need for DOT for widening. You know, for the whole thing, Island Highway, ensuring that's safe and trade for these, all that. We're trying, to, we're trying to work all that at the same time. It's a big job. But we're there. Yeah. Mr. Chairman, I, what, what I'll uh, do um, once we get there, there, there are two openings okay. where uh, people um, uh, fell short of completing their terms, and we, we don't have the exact um, number of years remaining, but we, we would recommend. Mr. Hodges for the longer term okay. out of the two. We'll and Mr. Brown would. We'll verify. Mr. Brown will verify um, okay. what um, that is. Yeah, who, who that he's replacing, okay. but it, it would be for the, the longest re remaining term. Okay. 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 Second one. And the second one is uh, Mr. Lord Bird. He will fill the remaining um, term which is the, the shorter term. Okay. Lord That's, Bird. Yeah, B-Y-R-D, Lord Bird, Riceburg, okay. Georgia. Shell, I'll make a Shell. motion that we uh, appoint Mr. Bird for that unexpired term to Mr. Chairman. Okay, he said second to a motion. Second. Motion second. and second that we have Mr. Lord Byrne to accept the shorter term for the book assessment position and <clears throat> further discussion. All in favor, raise your right hand, please. Motion passes. Mr. Bird will set the term for the shorter position for the shorter term. And, and, and Mr. Brown, I, I want to apologize that, that we that we moved so fast that you didn't have to <laughs> move too fast. Really? But, but can we close this just, 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 just know, just know, we've been ready since January first. Remember, <laughs> okay. Remember that. Trying to get the county attorney. Hey, sir, I'm gonna put you on speaker. I don't work past Thank you, ladies. Y'all have a great evening. I'm over overtime. Mm -hmm. Okay, sir, are you with us? Yeah, good evening, everybody. Good evening. Hey, Kelly. Uh, I don't know how much Joey has uh, explained uh, the possibility of the public safety technology surcharge, but you know, as you know, there's a, a growing reliance on technology in our public safety operations from law enforcement, EMS to fire. And the technology is made necessary in large part you know, due to offenders of our you know, state criminal laws and traffic laws. And so we thought it was appropriate that 
the chairman, Joey, and myself explore the possibility of defraying some of these technology costs through a surcharge you paid by defendants in state court. Uh, and, you know, we currently impose a court technology fee in state court civil cases. But we don't have any technology fees in state court criminal cases. And so the resolution tonight, you know, authorizes the chairman to, you know, contact a local delegation and explore that possibility of opposing the public safety technology surcharge. You know, the, the revenues from which will be used, you know, exclusively for safety-related technology. You know, anything from body cams to emergency communications, data management, whatever top technology needs we might have in the area of public safety. And so if it meets with the approval of our local delegation in the Office of Legislative Council, then local legislation would be passed authorizing the surcharge. It would actually be an amendment to our current act, which created the state court. And then, you know, some of you may have concerns about kind of shifting the burden of these costs to criminal defendants, many of whom are, um, I guess, least able to afford it. And so that's why the local legislation would authorize the state court judge to waive or reduce the surcharge if the defendant is unable to pay, whatever reason, uh, or convert it to community service, as with other fines. And so, uh, you know, the surcharge would be modest but proportionate. You know, it would, it would not exceed in any event $10 per case. But that is, that's the general proposal. Uh, and, of course, we have to have a discussion with the general legislature and their council to, um, you know, to confirm whether or not it's possible. But that, that's, what the, that's what the resolution accomplishes tonight, and I'll be happy to answer any questions. Uh, Kelly, and if this passes, the, it, it could get introduced this session? Yes, yeah, so that, that was the intent. You know, we have time. You know, we would have to publish uh, intent of... Uh, you know, to introduce local legislation in a new local newspaper and then wait a week, and then our local delegation could introduce um, legislation. Of course, their, their legislative council's office would have to, you know, in cooperation with us, draft the, the legislation. So, but, yeah, it could be accomplished uh, this session, which I don't think it expires in, uh, until March. And this comes from uh, a recommendation from our state court judge? Yeah, it's been discussed with him, and I think, you know, he could speak for himself, but he supports it. I think they've been looking for ways. Um, this is His costs aren't directly related to public service, but, you know, there, there are all kinds of needs for technology uh, costs. You know, they're, they're currently looking exploring ways to more, provide more automated service in their state court. And so the current civil case, uh, technology fee might be used to help defray some of those costs. But, you know, I think as Joey and others were looking at our budget and just seeing just the growing cost of technology, you know, much of it is it's nice to have, but most of it is indispensable. It's necessary these days. And it's necessary because we have people who are violating, you know, traffic laws and, and, and state criminal laws. And so it thought, you know, appropriate they, fair, they bear some fair share although a very, very modest share of those costs. And so that's why we have such a relatively small per case surcharge. And, of course, grant the judge the ability to waive or, or reduce that fee if they're financially likely to pay. I think many of you know there's a, there's a pretty, you know, vital policy debate ongoing now in the state and in other states about the appropriateness 
of you know raising revenue from criminal defendants, many of who come from disadvantaged populations, and and so you know aware of that, that's why we provided for these um, kind of ability-based surcharges and very modest surcharges. We you know we're unlike many other jurisdictions, we're not one who relies primarily on fines to raise revenue. We have a very mature you know, ad valorem tax system. Uh, as I'm sure you hear from all your constituents from time to time. So we're not one of those that a lot of these policy debates focus on. You know, this is just a hope to be a reasonable and modest surcharge to help defray some of these some of these growing costs. How about the commissioner's ability to revoke this if we should find some reason that it's not working uh, in Liberty County? Are there a, we receive a lot of complaints. How, how about that? Yeah, I mean, you could. You could uh, just the, the same way you introduce the surcharge, you know, you could um, introduce local legislation to revoke it. Okay. And, um, you know, unlike many other fees and surcharges and funds in Georgia, they're all mandatory. They, they give no discretion to the judge uh, at all. So and, you know, this, this local legislation would. So even, even if before the next legislative council session, you know, we would discover this was not productive, it wasn't accomplishing the goals we hoped that it would, then I'm sure we could communicate that to the judge who could exercise his discretion to waive these fees or you know, only impose them in, in the more serious offenses. But, but, but again, I mentioned the word explore, and I think that is, that, is, you know, that is the right word to use because you know, there have been recent legislative efforts you know, by the General Assembly to basically you know, to kind of unify and, and consolidate uh, fines and, and surcharges and fees in, in civil and criminal cases and to try and kind of do away with local local fees. And so, you know, their you know, local delegation or the General Assembly or legislative council's office may recommend against these sorts of surcharges. But, you know, comparable, comparable charges and you know, surcharges have been imposed in civil cases. Um, and so I I don't there's no legal impediment that I know of that would prevent it from being imposed, but it's more of a, I think, a policy concern. Uh, but we've tried to address those policy concerns as best we can, and we'll work with the local delegation and their council to, you know, to better address them. All right. Sounds to me like that technology is... costing a pile of money that I don't know I try not to be in a courtroom uh, but you know from no, what it, I can it see is. I mean, we used to talk to Joey I mean the costs are substantial and they're growing every year yeah and, and, and the, the I think that's that, why it was thought we need to at least explore the idea of trying to defray some some of these costs I mean the revenue raised from this is not going to be it's not going to be a necessarily a game changer, but, you know, any yeah. any amounts help. Well, I'd rather the fellow that's getting out here breaking the law pay for it than it coming out of the offers um, and Avalorum taxes. So, I mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, you know, you could potentially raise much more revenue if you had a, a higher surcharge, but, you know, very aware of those policy, the policy debate that's ongoing, you know, it was thought appropriate to cap it at least at Ten dollars, and the, you know the the ultimate fee may be less than that. That'll be a discussion that you know the chairman has with the local delegation and with, you know the other members of the board, and um, you know of course in consultation with Joey to see 
you know, what exactly the, you know, the, uh, I guess the anticipated revenue might be. You know, I have a, say this, we'll vote, a level of comfort with who our state court judge is and how he would apply this. I'll be very frank with you. I've heard from some attorneys and from some superior court judges that some counties do live on these kind of surcharges. That's what they live off. And I don't want to see that yeah. happen in Liberty County. No, sir. Yeah. I don't, I'm yeah. with you. Yeah. And that, that's not our situation as, as you folks know. Mm -hmm. no, so I believe he's just like he's the fair. chairman said, he's, mm -hmm. a, he's an upstanding, honest product of Liberty County. And mm -hmm. I think that he fairly. wouldn't have brought this up if there wasn't a just cause for it. And I think that um, if we yeah, need it, sure if we need it, we need it. And when the time comes that we don't need it, it'll be left up to, to um, take it. So. Mr. Chairman, you entertain a motion. You want to make a comment? No, I was just going to say, Kelly, Kelly, I think what Chile is trying to say is the state court judge didn't necessarily raise the issue, but mm -hmm. in conversations he and I have been having about how to raise or how to, how to upset. fund the needed technology I understand. In, the, in, in the public mm -hmm. safety court mm -hmm. sector, right. um, there are a lot of things we're needing to do that we can't mm -hmm. do, and this yeah. will not fund them all, yeah. but it will help to fray some yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you remind me of all the extended costs in juvenile court, man. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we all are witness to those costs. How they just have just. I, I believe we can both sit here and remember when there'd be 15 state court cases for the whole month. Yeah. yeah. And it's now yeah. Yeah, yeah. the first hour. So. Yes, yeah. it is. Chair, a motion. Mr. Chairman, I'll make the motion that we um, adopt this um, this technology surcharge. Right. Second. Second. Motion second. We adopt the surcharge. Technology surcharge is presented. We'll monitor it. Any further discussion? All in favor, raise your right hand, please. All right. It is adopted. Thank you, Mr. Davis. Yep. Thank, Thank you, you, folks. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Mr. Yes, sir. Brown, your report, sir? Uh, no, sir. Not really, not really a lot. Um, I did want to let you know what I'll try to do is to maintain this capital project list so you can see what's funded, what's not, kind of where those things uh, kind of stand and also have got a consolidated one that we'll do uh, that includes your road, your big road projects. I did want to mention, um, without laboring things too much, on the median improvements down there at Midway where those things are forecast to come, I've already asked Mr. Long to do some preliminary design uh, on that section of road back towards Midway. We do have funds uh, in the T-Splosh to do some median improvements in there, and uh, he's gonna do that. We talked with the district highway engineer, since it's a state highway, just to let him know last week what was coming down there, which he's aware of, and uh, so we're, we're already, we're kind of moving on that. Well, I, I understand that we've got an engineer that is competent enough to do that, but now if it's something that the state needs to be doing as a state route, let's put them out there on it. Because <laughs> I, I don't see, I, I see these these charges coming up each month, and uh, and I'm as picky as I can be about it. But you know, if he's, I understand, uh, Mr. Gillard just took him off a road tonight and we're trying to get projects completed so um, let's work on the ones we got but I'm that's Commissioner Stevens district. Yeah. I identified it as an issue but if the DOT is going to be the one that makes the final decision they need to be the one down there yeah if they take as much time with that as they have been the curve of the Flemington 
Yeah, that, that's that really, really, really that's the point. 30 years. And they're, they're looking for the local governments to do the engineering projects that they want. Right. They don't really staff an engineering design mm -hmm. department anymore. And so uh, that's the reason. That's our part. Yeah, it, it would be several years before they would oh, gosh. pick it up. And this, this, we need to get it, get it done. But, but I promise you, we do get, uh, if not in monetary terms, we, we, we do get uh, accoladed brownie points for being progressive with, our, with what we do. The DOT does respect that. And they have to push some of our projects a little bit <laughs> further along. I think that we should, and I think that we ought to ask for funding from the state to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, we have. I don't we know have. why we got to go in our pocket. We have. You're right. We have to. We will. We have. But we, have. we need funding from We're working both sides, my friend. We're working both sides. Yeah. Joey. That's it, sir. That was it. I have one question. I know I had talked with you about the sidewalk cleaning project in um, Allenhurst, and, and I know Clinton has got to be is twice as busy as as I used to be. I mean, so I I, I know that you know with manpower and, 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 and other jobs and stuff like that. But and I've always heard this. I've never really verified it. But um, in in a city, even Hinesville, and and my guys, uh, we maintain Highway 84. But but I've always heard that um, DOT would do two, two maintenance um, year. a year in, in, in any city in the state. I don't know if that's true. Now, of course, Hinesville requires more than that, so that's where we come in, and, we, and DOT doesn't have to come in here to cut grass or edge the sidewalk on Highway 84 or, or any other state highway. That's my lawn to take my medicine when I'm home. <laughs> um, but if... Could you check with DOT and see if they could do Allen Hurst? Sure. I mean, just twice. But if not, then, you know, and I know Clinton can't get to it the day or tomorrow, but if DOT can and just come in from right there from Hinesville to Walthaville, Hinesville has a public works department, Walthaville has one, Allen Hurst doesn't. So if, if, if DOT can come in and help us out in there with the sweeping and cleaning the covering gutters and, you know, reclaiming the sidewalks, I think that that would be good because it it does need it. It's been um, it's been years since since the road department did it, and that was the last time it did it. And I go to Waycross from time to time, and um, there is a DOT either regional or district office in Jessup, right off 301, mm -hmm. and they clean Highway 84 like it's their front yard. <laughs> and they do the same in Glenville, and there's some kind of DOT station over there too. So. Um, I'll be glad to reach out. And, and yeah, and and just tell them, you know, we, we are not Jessup, we are not Glenville, we are Allenhurst, and we would like for them to come in once or twice a year if they can. Okay, and, and uh, just to let you know, too, Mr. Wells and I did talk about where he was on that county-wide street sweeping look. Mm -hmm. He's trying to get that wrapped up for us. Okay, good. Okay. All right, if thank they you. want directions, just tell them it's in where their DOT office is in Allenhurst. <laughs> it's right around the corner from their office. Right? Yeah. And it's still mm -hmm. down there? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. They drive right so by. Good along, sir. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Good meeting. Good, good progress. Good progress. I enjoy working with you all. Nothing else but good along, Chair Tanner. Motion to adjourn. So moved, Mr. Chairman. When are we going to establish a date for our airport retreat? <laughs> so we, we, we were just talking about that. Uh, if you want to look, I didn't even bring a calendar in here. I do have it on my phone. Um, can, can we look at some dates and propose those to y'all, if sure. you don't mind. Sure. And I think we need to plan on at least one full day, if not two half days. Mm -hmm. I know that's been suggested before, too, for some of y'all. 
So if we what, can what did we do last days. time? Was it two half days last? Two half days. That worked better. Okay. Yeah. What that we'll do is better. look at two half days. I'll check the availability. Mm -hmm. I'll also check y'all's work schedule, Mr. Jones, uh, yours and Mr. Frazier's, and we can float some dates out there in March, probably. In March. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Renew your motion, sir. Uh, motion to adjourn, Mr. Chairman. <laughs> All in favor. We are adjourned. Thank you. Have a great evening.